Rock 106.9. Welcome to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. We sit here Tuesday morning. It's New Turd Tuesday. At 9 o'clock, you're going to get four new songs in a row. We'll vote on them and let you know if they're any good. Fantone found this artist yesterday. And we're going to start New Turd Tuesday at 9 o'clock. Brought to you by the Hard Rock Roxino, by the way. With an artist named Boogie with the hoodie. <laughs> I swear to God. Boogie with the hoodie. Now, we have a service from which we order music from our company, right? That makes all the sense in the world. We play songs for a living. That You know, radio stations play songs for a living. Right. Obviously, they supply us with a service where we go and download stuff. So Fantone says to me yesterday, we're obviously not going to have this. He's like, we'll just pull it from YouTube, and I'll, I'll make sure it's edited, and I'll put it in. So I go to the service, and we have it. Now, now the thing is, the song is called, well, our edit is called My Hit. So you know what the song is supposed to be called there. But I was surprised that we had that. I was surprised that iHeartRadio, iHeartMedia had Boogie with the Hoodie. Now, as uh, two perpetual man-children who wish they were black throughout their entire lives, it shocked me yesterday. (laughs) It shocked me yesterday when there was a a hip-hop artist that either you nor I had ever heard of. I was like, what? For a guy my age, I stay on top of new hip-hop pretty well. Oh, yeah. And I didn't know who Boogie with the Hoodie And we're both sitting there like... Like, rich homies, that's my rich homie. Like, for sure, like I like I stay up on stuff, but I I've never heard of that guy. So when I saw there was a uh, an artist that neither one of us heard of, and his name was uh, Boogie with the hoodie, I was like, that's, get that's, him in there. That's the new turn Tuesday. <laughs> get right him in there. there for new turn Tuesday, and then uh, we'll also have some new Brantley Gilbert for you. Well, speak, and uh, speaking of urban music, <laughs> I, yeah, absolutely. Now I have heard this Brantley Gilbert song. It's called The Weekend. I've okay. heard this song many, many a time, but I know it's gonna make Phantom kind of like lose his mind. It's stock, dude. It is, dude. It's stock full, and I mean to the to to to, to the brim with uh with bro country isms in it. You're, oh, oh, I cannot wait. Well, good. I just got a fresh can of dip, so I should be uh I should be ready to go at nine o'clock. And then you're also getting new trapped. Uh, the song's called It's Over. By the way, trap playing. The Agora on the 19th of this month. You can uh, still get tickets for that. And then we have locally, I believe, is it Seven Circle Sunrise? Sure. <laughs> sure, why not? Come on, yeah, man. It's called. So, uh, yeah, Seven Circle Sunrise. And uh, the track, I believe, is called Undone. And uh, apparently they're from Maslin. I have the bio here. And, uh, you know, we'll obviously read a little bit more of this uh, later on. But the bio itself is apparently this kid's from like an abusive home and like he and his brothers and sisters got yanked out and sent to foster care and all that stuff. So I'm guessing, having heard this, going to sound a little bit like corn, right? The Seven Circle Sunrise probably going to sound like corn. Finger, uh, you know what I mean? Inserted in places you didn't want it when you were a kid. Corn music is what what I'm guessing that sounds like. I was going to say Papa Roach. I'm so mad at my dad. These are the scars that he (laughs) left behind. But, you know, know, six to five and pick them, I think, is the line. Same thing. How are you this morning, buddy? Uh, pretty good, man. Pretty good. Tuesday morning, uh, ready to go. Speaking of all things urban, like we just were, and, uh, right? and, and a boogie to hoodie. I don't know if you ever watched this on Netflix, but I started it, I don't know, over the weekend, and I'm really into it right now. Have you watched Luke Cage? All right, I started it. I, I, I did. I started yeah. it as one of those shows I was starting to stream when I was like at night, like trying to go to bed. So like I saw like 
three or four episodes when I was like groggy and like not totally paying attention. I haven't actually sat down and watched Luke Cage. No, dude, pick it up again and pay attention to it. Yeah. Don't watch it at bedtime. Watch it in the afternoon. You you know when I'm telling you to watch it. It's badass, dude. It really, really? is. Yeah. I, I, at first I was like, eh, everyone else said it was good, so I'm probably not gonna like it. And then I turned it on and I'm like, no, it totally lived up to the hype. Luke okay. Cage is sweet. It is. Okay. Have you? All right. Well, I, I this wasn't planned, but we'll go right into it. Have you seen Pacific Heat? No. On uh, Netflix. No, I okay, I watched like two episodes last night. Now it's Australian, so like some of the some of the uh, so and and it's a cartoon. It's you know it's animated. Right. So like keeping up with it sometimes with the voices can be a little bit tricky, but it's like Australia's Archer. That's what I was gonna say. It's just like a secret agent thing. Yes. And, 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 yes. And, okay. It's different than Archer, but it's kind of like their response to. And it was good. I'll say this. I, I didn't love it, but it was good enough. It was like okay, yeah, I, I, I'll continue to watch. I love Archer. Um, I uh, I saw something on the internet. It was yesterday, and in 2017, Netflix plans on doubling its original programming. Yeah, well, they also plan on doubling the amount of money you have to pay. That's what I was gonna say, dude. Is if they keep doing this, and I, I mean, mean, remember House of Cards was like it. That was like their right, show, right? And I, that was like the first, like that was the first, like original. The first one I remember, yeah, yeah, the first like original. I'm sure there thing. were others, but that was the one that broke them out in original programming. It, yeah, that was the first one that quote unquote went viral there. Um, but it, it really has it. It really has like changed, you know. It, Netflix in the sense of like there's so many good shows where it's you know that's the only place to get them I wonder when is that going to bump up to 20 bucks I mean it's still worth it to me it's a $20 value right now and so you're kind of right about it. it's like when are they just going to because if you ask me that's a $20 value right now because what I like about Netflix and their original programming I don't love it all okay but a lot of it's pretty good and it's holding the feet of other networks to the flame. Like right. you guys better stay on your game, NBC. You better right. stay on your game, CBS, because here come these like digital networks now that were nothing startups who were showing you like Airbud for like eight dollars a month, and now all of a sudden like the shows you're addicted to, you can only get from them. You're I, right about that. I, uh, I I put this video up on uh, on wrqk.com. But speaking of holding other other networks' feet to the flame, uh, the new footage for your favorite show, your uh, your special little dragon show. No, seriously. Yeah, Game of Thrones. There's now, new footage. It's not a ton of footage, but it's in like the new coming up in 2017. It's it's on wrqk.com. Well, that's where you think I'm going right now. <laughs> it's it's unfortunate that my boss doesn't count web hits from inside the studio. Because he would be getting a web hit right now. This so all right. I'm going to be able to see new Game of Thrones stuff right now. Yeah, and I'm telling you, it's just it's brief. Shh, don't ruin it. <laughs> don't ruin it. This is a special moment between me and my dragon show, and I don't. You know what? I don't even need the audience peering in on this while I do this either. So we'll give you guys a few minutes to go check that out. Oh yeah, there it is. First footage season. <laughs> yes, yes. I cannot wait to watch that. And uh, so so we'll make Fantone happy after the break, because buddy, yeah, another teacher caught banging some students. Here we go. <laughs> we'll give you that story next on Rock 106. Rock 1069. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show on Rock 1069. We're online at WRQK.com. I'm also online on Twitter, which is at Stansbury Show. You can follow Fantone at Fantone. And uh, Nathan actually does follow uh, us both on Twitter, and he tweeted in, and he was like, Dude, I love the show. I listen every day. He's like, I kind of feel like your show needs a new open. And I would agree. I would absolutely agree. Uh, we're coming up, what, three years now? It's probably time for some of that stuff to be freshened up, including like the stuff like in, like when we come back from commercial break. like All that stuff should be freshened up again. The imaging. Yes, is what it's called in the business. The imaging. Bumpers and the like. And uh, we should do that. We should absolutely. I, I, you know, Normally what happens is you write this stuff, you give it to a prod guy, <clears throat> and he gets it turned around pretty fast for you. 
problem is our prod guy not in the building. You know, like every company in the world, they kind of streamline and, you know, do more with less. So, like, our prod guy is outsourced to another building. So, I sometimes, this product, this show, will get put on a pay-no-mind list. Oh, yeah, when I get to it. When I get to it. When I get to it. And it's been like a year of, because we wrote a bunch of new stuff and handed it in, but it's been like a year. Um, our, uh, our prod guy actually outsourced to another country. Trump probably needs to get involved in this thing, like Carrier. They build a wall around him, dude. I can't get to the prod guy. There's a wall around him. Make imaging great again. How many times can we work that joke into something? Yeah, he needs to. Uh, he needs some tax incentives to do work for us. So. Yeah, yeah. So Nathan, thanks for paying that close attention. And that—that's not sarcasm. It's the honest to God truth. But we should get that turned around. We have a pair of tickets to see Dead and Company. Mm-hmm. Do I have this right? This is like the Grateful Dead, then like John Mayer thrown in? Correct, you are there, buddy. Okay, do you get John Mayer at this, I wonder? Like, does he give you like like his version of Free Fallen or does he, you know what I mean? Does Do they do a little Mayer? I would assume there's got to be at least a, a, a couple of John Mayer ditties in the middle of the mix. Is that right? Um, but eh, maybe not. I mean, if it's if it's if it's Dead and Company and it's really focused on you know the Grateful Dead aspect of it, I, I guess John Mayer could probably put his ego aside for a minute and uh, you know just play some dead hits. That's got to be a big thing for them. That shows June 28th at Blossom. We'll get you in uh, around 8:30 this morning. But I would imagine John Mayer. I mean, if he's doing it, he obviously grew up a pretty big Dead fan, right? Yeah, and John Mayer, actually a very talented musician. He's a great guitar player. I, I know a lot of people are like, oh, dude, it's that homo from My 101.7. But no, John Mayer's a really talented musician. Yeah, but guys say that because they know he can bang your girlfriend with zero effort. That's why guys call him gay. Boy, oh boy, that John Mayer's penis, dude. Just been through the best of the best, dude. Yeah, the not best clean. of the best. I'm just saying it's not clean worth it, whatever Bre- it is. Breaking news. John Mayer's got a dirty penis. 6.30 in the morning. <laughs> Breaking news. Do you, are, are, are now, are you in on the Grateful Dead? Like, is that a band that you like? Um, I could see it back in your in, in your Jenko days of like just you know hacky sacking around. I'm not like huge into into the dead. I'm not going to be like, dude, you know who I was is my band. But yeah, I mean the, the Grateful Dead's all right. Okay, now see, like I graduated high school in 1994, and in the 90s, you kind of had the resurgence of the 60s hippie thing kind of happen, where everybody kind of was pretending to be that again, and that started to happen. And like the dead had like a resurgence. Like in the 90s. Usually takes about 30 years for yeah. things to catch on. That's why all music nowadays sounds like it's from the 80s. It, it, that's that's kind of what happened. Is like the dead kind of got popular again. And so I made sure I saw it. I always talk about that. Like Whether I like you or not, if your band gets big enough, I want to see it. If, it, it. if you're an ordeal and you're like a star in your genre, whether I like it or not, and I have an opportunity to see it, I at least want to be able to see say that I've seen it. So I saw the dead. But I gotta be honest with you, I find most of their stuff to be nauseating. Yeah. Like I like the like if you gave me the Grateful Dead's like greatest hits, I bet I like I know I like that. Like give me Casey Jones, Uncle John's band, give me that kind of stuff, and I and I like it. Like even dude and uh, Deadheads are gonna hate this, but Touch of Grey's a great song. Touch of Grey's a great song. 
but like if the the catalog I find just to be na- nauseating. I don't like any of that, but I'm not like a fish person. Like again, I've seen fish, but I find fish to be annoying. It's like any of those jam bands, shrink cheese incident, and, oh, and all God. those all those all those jam oh, bands. God. Where it's like, dude, hey, you go to those shows because you know there's gonna be good drugs there, yeah. and you're like, dude, there's drugs. Who cares about the music? I'm gonna be high on drugs. Um Which makes you think it's alright to sleep with a girl who doesn't bathe. Yeah, dude, and dude, you know what? Maybe this music isn't so bad. But no, it's it's it, it, it's all what do They're I dedicated say? though, the deadheads. Oh, for sure. It's all background to me. All this stuff, like if it's on in the background, okay. I look at the dead very much the same way I do Jimmy Buffett. Like, I'm never going to sit at home and listen to it, but to go to the show, you're going to have a great time. Everybody's going to be partying, yeah. and it's decent enough. You're right for background. Like, I'm not going to sit on the blanket because it's at Blossom. I'm not going to sit on the blanket and, like, stare at the stage and be like, this is amazing. No, but, but I'll walk around, drink beer, and look at chicks. Well, with giant pupils because you've been high on mushrooms for the past two hours, it's going to be a good time. I think though, and I don't know. I, they've obviously played shows with John Mayer a handful of times, but I don't. I think if you don't give people two John Mayer songs at least, I think you're not doing it right. At least do you his cover of Free Fallen, which I'm not even that big of a fan of. But I think you got to give people a little John Mayer, right? Otherwise, why have John Mayer be the guy? Uh, probably because he's able to fill in the role. Maybe because he's good enough. They don't need to do John Mayer songs. Is that right? I don't know if I buy that. So 8.30, we'll get you into that. Coming up at 9 o'clock is New Tour Tuesday, brought to you by the Hard Rock Roxino. Boogie with the hoodie, my hit, Brantley Gilbert. I'm, I, dude, I, that's the only reason I did that right there. I just wanted to say that again. Brantley Gilbert, The weekend and Trapped, it's over. And then uh, Seven Circle Sunrise is your local band with, I believe, uh, you know, I, I, I can't remember the name of the song. Undead or something. <laughs> something like that. Unified, I hate undead. My dad, or whatever. whatever. I hate my dad or <laughs> whatever. whatever. I'll, I'll get the song title right when we go do that around nine, uh, around 9 o'clock. But I have another one of these stories here that makes uh, Fantone absolutely crazy, this time out of Texas, where a teacher, Elena Ferguson, 23 years old, had only been teaching at the Plano Senior High in Texas uh, at the beginning of the school year, but she was only there about a couple of months. Apparently, the algebra teacher got in, t- uh, in contact with a 16-year-old student and they ended up having sex just a couple of days later in a park in Louisville, Texas, and they had sex on a park bench. So not only did she sleep with an underage kid, she did not in public, which is strange. Then they hooked up again a few weeks later at an apartment belonging to her fiancé. And then, because it's Texas, they got in the back of the pickup truck and had sex in the back of that. Put a dimmer in one time now, kick the dust off. Now, the good news is the truck raised up so high, neighbors couldn't see it. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's why, that's why. I don't know if you know that. But that's why those trucks are jacked up that high. It's not about mudding. It's not about getting through the woods. It's about banging your neighbor's wife. He can't see it because you're, you're jacked up so high. That's what that's all about. I'm wise to you, jacked up trucks people. It's not about mudding. Kick the dust up. She also gave the kid booze, obviously, being the adult. Yeah. She told the cops she knew it was not the right thing to do, but it felt right at the time to have sex with him. She said she was going to break it off with her fiance because she didn't feel anything with him. She quit in October, but a police investigation was sparked after rumors at the school got out of control. So here's how this happened. She was an algebra teacher, right? I just dude, this story is so 2016. All the kid did, 16-year-old student, hot teacher, all he did 
So if you're on your way to high school, no, I'm kidding. But like all he did was at the top of a test he was turning in, wrote down his Snapchat like username. She hit him up on Snapchat. Next thing you know, you're sexting. Then you're banging. I just... Now, much like any other problem in the world, this has been going on since the beginning of time. We're just hearing more and more about it now because we have the internet and Elite Daily has inches to fill, so they find every story in the world and pass them around. But... For as much as this happens these days, I guess I I would have just expected to hear more about this in school. Like, I would have thought, like, I know a kid who ended up marrying a teacher when he graduated, and there were rumors about them dating beforehand, but they, you didn't see it, or, like, they didn't make it, like, known until after he had graduated. Well, I think people were probably a little bit more private, you know what I'm saying? There was a little bit less, like, hey, we're throwing all of our dirty laundry out on the front yard. People nowadays, dude, they love it. I mean, that's that's obviously a part of the thrill. I mean, there's a couple of different things that this chick was doing. Number one, cheating on her fiance that gave yeah. her that tingle, doing it in a public place, doing it in a with a with a minor, doing it with a child. All these different little things. Well, I, I don't want to make it sound like that's a little thing, but all these different things that's a big thing. are 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 just speaking to how terrible she is at making decisions when it comes to her sex life. How 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 this woman will sacrifice all morals. This woman will sacrifice all common decency just for her vagina. Needs to be more of that. That's how you end up with kids getting banged. Just, you know, not that part. Well, <laughs> like not that part. Well, part of the equation there. Yeah, I suppose it is. Just like I said, for as often as this happens now, I would have thought for sure like one of my buddies in high school would have been would have been this guy. This like, do you know like did any of your buddies? No, anybody not that in your I high school? Not, Dude, I mean, go Twinsburg. School. Way to go, Twinsburg. I mean, I'm sure there's you know, I'm sure it's happened, but there was nobody talking about it, and I think that's probably a difference between you know now and then. Yeah, um, I honestly, I think, dude, especially when I was in high school, I think a guy, I dude, I think guys would have known, dude, if I talk about this, it's gonna go away. She's gonna stop like, having sex with me. When uh, this is such a commonplace thing, and, and we hear about it so often, this has, you don't even bat an eye at it anymore. This has to be a part of like. Educating edu- educators, right? Like when you're in college, getting getting taught, like, hey, this is how you teach. These are different teaching techniques, and these are, you know, I would hope so because if you read these stories, it's always like these 23 to 26 year old teachers. It's never like a 40 year vet that's like, I've had enough. I've seen too much 17 year old D. Can't take it anymore. I need to get on one of these. It's never that lady. Or is it? And we just don't hear about it because it's not a hot 23 year old that we're going to click on. Well, that's a question I don't want the answer to. To me, it just seems it just seems uh, very much a problem and bigger than like, hey, this is one person making a bad decision. This is a, a systemic problem. And you kind of do have to address it when you're we're evolutionary creatures. So like if, if, if problems arise in the training of said pro- profession, then, yeah, that that needs to evolve as well. But how do you do it? Like, I mean, what's the train? I mean, how much? I mean, I don't know how much more training you could give somebody other than that's illegal. Yeah. Don't do it. Don't, don't have sex you with people I mean? under the age of eighteen. I, I mean, it over. I don't know how. I don't know how we train somebody. You know what I mean? Like, if because again, you don't like this because the word. Here's what Fantone doesn't like about this about this story, and he's right about it. 
And again, the media does this all. To, dude, anytime something's like on the line, like anytime something has to do with race or whatever, it's how you present it is definitely part of how we receive information in the conversation. What Fantone hates about this story is the word pedophile isn't listed anywhere in the story. Nowhere. Nowhere in this story is she called a pedophile. Now, if that was a man and that was like a young boy, he'd be called a pedophile. I mean, but we don't view it that way. We because we are a little bit of a male-dominated society. Most men think that they were prepared for sex at 16 and would love to have gone back and be like, "Oh man, I have an older woman." Usher me into that moment in life. Guys think that they want that. So we kind of look at this as, well, that's not, there's nothing that wrong. I mean, I've even said on this very show that if I had twins, boy, girl, and they came home and there was sex with one of my kids, that I think I would feel about it differently. Now, I don't know. I don't have kids and it would probably completely change once I have them in their mind. I'd probably be like, oh, I can't believe you touched my kid. I want you fired. Right? That's probably how it would go. But sitting here, not having them, I will admit that there are times where I think about it, and I'm like, I would worry about it less with my son than I would with my daughter, which isn't right. Nope. As, a, as a man who was introduced into sex way earlier than he should have been, I know what it can do to you. It can negatively affect your life for sure. And, and by no stretch am I trying to say that like sex at 16 is fundamentally wrong. No, it no, just no. Needs, it needs to be but amongst 16 your 16 and 17 together, right? right. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. You can't start having sex with uh, with with minors. I, I, that's that's not a hot take. I feel like I'm 100% stamping my name and approving that of, of you can't have sex with people under the age of 18. There. And, and, end of it. There's the trick. Get an egg timer, start, you know, put it, put it on for two years and just wait. Back to your training about, you know, dealing with this and getting people more ready to, you know, to be a teacher. Yeah. I think we just need to be more discerning about what the qualifications of being a teacher overall are. Ah, good luck with that, dude. There's such a, there's such a lack of teachers in the country. There, there's no way they can so, fill the job. So I, I hear you, and you're not wrong, okay? I hear you, and you're not wrong. But the downside is they're banging the kids. So, like, <laughs> what do we? So, what do we do? Would we rather have less teachers that they're all good, or open the floodgates so we get the positions filled, and then your son gets laid in homeroom? Everybody under the age of 20 is screaming at us right now. Don't ruin it. The word pedophile, nowhere in this article. Nowhere. It's crazy. That's crazy. One of the stories that hit the news was this uh, warehouse fire in Oakland. Killed like 30-some people. And uh, we, haven't, uh, we haven't handled this on the program yet, but the owner of the building has spoken out, and you won't believe what he has said. We'll fill you in next on the Stansbury. 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show on Rock 106.9. We'll do New Tour Tuesday at 9 o'clock. Boogie with the hoodie. My Hits is the name of that song. Brantley Gilbert, The Weekend, and Trapped. It's over. By the way, Trapped playing the Agora on the 19th. Those tickets still available. You just heard Guns N' Roses. Patience. I told Fantone, I was like, dude, I'm so happy they're going to tour again throughout the next year. I didn't go to those shows, and I really regret it. And, I, you know, we were sitting there listening to Patience. And, dude, how good was Lies? Like, that album, re- I mean, I know Appetite gets all the love, and it should. It's the greatest debut record of all time. But Lies was damn good. I think it's uh, it's kind of BS. Guns N' Roses not making that Northeast Ohio stop, dude. Well, I think you'll probably see it now this time around. I already checked the dates. Not oh, on yeah, there. you know. You did check it. Yep. Okay. Not on there, dude. Kind of BS right there. Not even Columbus? Playing in PA again. Hershey. 
And that's, dude, that's the closest that's I the saw. That's the closest. That's the closest I saw. Wow. BS, dude. Kind of pissed about that. Yeah, I mean, if they would have said, all right, look, we're you know, we're going to do a summer tour. We'll go to Columbus. We'll play the shoe. I could get it. I could be like, all right, I'll go to Columbus. But you're going to make me leave the state? Right. All right. Yeah, right. I'm not happy about that. Come play a Blossom, Axel. We need you. Civic Center. That's not a bad idea right there. Do Can't, a little intimate show. Can't Civic Center. Maybe the parking lot of the radio station. Hey. So I don't know if you've been keeping up with this story out of Oakland where there was like this warehouse fire. Yeah. They had like a rave type party in it or whatever. Yeah. And uh, the last I heard, it was like 33 people had died. Terrible. That number may have gone up since I've heard. All right. So so if that number's gone up, you know, I apologize. But the reason why I want to talk about this is because, again, here we have... A situation where somebody just doesn't understand the ramifications of what you post on social networking. And I've said it a million times. If I didn't do this for a living, I honestly think most of my social networking sites I would be done with. Because it just only invites trouble in your life. And I was hanging out with a buddy of mine about two weeks ago who was like, dude, I don't have any of that stuff. And... uh he seemed, he was like, dude, he's like, it's the best. He's like, all I ever do is hear about, you know, my friends who are mad at one another over things that they see or this happens or this happens or somebody's trying to hit on your wife or he's like, it's just bad. He's like, it's just bad and I don't do it. It's almost got to be weird. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's, it, it, you don't I, have a phone? Kind of, <laughs> it's almost like that, right? Kind of sad for me to say, but I can't even imagine my life without it. You know what I mean? I, I think I can, but who knows what it would be like. So the owner of the building, Derek Ion Almina, Went on Facebook after the fire, a couple of days, I, I, I believe the day after. And he, now, re, I'm going to remind you now, the number I have read is 33 people died. Yeah. Okay. His post on Facebook was this. Everything I worked so hard for is gone. Blessed that my children and Micah, which I'm assuming is the wife or whatever, were at a hotel safe and sound. It's as if I have awoken from a dream filled with hope to be standing now in poverty of self-worth. There's no mention in his post about the people that died in a building he owned. How do you not do that? How are you so removed from that situation? How do you, first of all, again, this is why you got to be careful about where you go to this kind of stuff at. I'm working one of these type of shows Friday night at the Agora. Now, we are experienced in hosting these kinds of things we have we and we always increase security when this happens and we always make sure we know where the fire exits are and how we get stuff and how we get people in and out of the building there's always a pre-staff meeting on how we handle emergencies if they should come up are one of these what do i want to say like these druggy rave shows are those any more likely to catch a fire than like a metal show or no i I, know i think this was probably and again i haven't read into it so i don't know but when you're talking about a warehouse and then reopened by a guy who then like 33 people die at his establishment and he doesn't even mention it. My guess is that's showing me you don't care about fire code. You don't care about the wire. You don't care about you didn't have you're not buttoned up would be my guess. I don't know. But I don't know how you don't mention that again. Having working in a performance venue the way I do and knowing the guy that owns that place very well the way I do. Dude, if 33 people died in his building. A, I don't think he goes on Facebook at all. But when he finally emerges from the, from the, from the depression state that he would be in, it would all be about the families and the victims. It wouldn't be about his building. Now, listen, I can understand 
There's going to be multiple layers of sadness and frustration and stress that come with something like this. The loss of your business, the loss of your building is going to weigh into all those things, your sadness, your stress, all that. But you got to you got to you got to you got to prioritize. You got to make it about the victims first, bro. That that whole that whole I'm sad for me, that's two weeks removed. You got two weeks of caring about the other people, and then you emerge two weeks later and go, you know what, being two weeks removed from this, it's finally now hitting me that everything I worked for is now gone. And then may, and then even still, I think people are going to look at you crooked, right? And, and let's be real. I mean, how, how, how much investment and how much hard work did you really have to be, or how much did you have to put in to be a rave promoter? Just buy a bunch of ecstasy. Put up some black lights. Rent a funny out, hat. Rent out a building. Suck on a pacifier. Wear purple. Can't be that hard. Oh my god, dude! I did not hear this, but Bill's tweeting in and telling me that the stairs inside the Oakland warehouse were made of wood skids. It's not good. That's I kindling. I can't assume that's <laughs> up the code. Oh man, no, Bill. Thank you very much. I had not heard that. Again, we didn't really cover this story a lot as it was happening and as it had made the news. It wasn't until where I saw the guy's response where I was like, "Okay, all right, got to step in and say something about that." That is crazy. And again, it just goes to show you. Not that any of you are going to kill thirty-three people, but think twice before you hit post, man. I'm telling you, you're affecting people's lives, and people are judging you on a way that you don't realize. It's happening every day. That's terrible. You know, we constantly bash on Florida on this radio program, and we should. But next, it's South Carolina's turn, because boy, did they screw this up. We'll get into that next on the Sandsbury Show. Canton's Rock Station, Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9. Online for you at WRQK.com. If you head over there, you can check out the first footage of Season 7 of Game of Thrones. And I've watched it like 50 times already. And Phantom was right. It's a little bit of footage. But man, does it have me all excited. We're coming towards the end of Game of Thrones, aren't this is, we? This is it. This will, I Final believe, season? Yeah, season seven will be it. I hear George R. R. Martin is working on another show with them. I believe prequels are going to start happening. I don't know. You know, you never know if that stuff's going to hold up. You know what I mean? Um, but I'm very excited for season seven. Honestly, after watching that, I'm afraid what's going to happen now is I'm going to go home and start the series over again. Which I've done. I've watched that show probably in its completion probably five times. Wow. it's a lot of hours, Sansbury. Four or five times. Six seasons in, 12, 12 episodes a season, one hour per episode. It's a lot of time, homie. They're good, man. A lot of time. It's good. It's good. People keep telling me Westworld on HBO. They're like, dude, you gave up way too early. You got to go back. And they just had their season finale on Sunday. And I, you know, I, I, I tweeted this. I said, my season finale was after episode five. Had enough. Gave up. But people keep telling me, it's like, no, man, that got better. It got much better. So I don't know. I don't know. I found that show to be a little annoying. Let's see if maybe we can go back and get caught up. 9 o'clock is New Turk Tuesday, brought to you by the Hard Rock Roxino. Getting new Boogie with the hoodie, new Brantley Gilbert, new Trapped, and then locally, Seven Circle Sunrise. Yeah. Absolutely. Looking forward to doing that. Um... So you've probably heard by now that there's been a mistrial in South Carolina of the officer, Michael T. Slager, who shot Walter Scott in the back. Now, we've been in, in we've we've been in this like two year spin of cop violence 
with minorities, right? And I've heard all the arguments. Well, you know, the science, the math doesn't actually hold up when you put it on a magnifying glass. The math doesn't hold up that they're killing black people at, 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 at a higher rate. And I've heard that argument. And then, you know, we've seen, uh, you know, other things that say, well, actually, when you break it all the way down and per, you know, per capita, it kind of does and all that kind of stuff. Right. I don't know who's right. I don't know who's wrong. Okay. But I can tell you that I have always said you can't judge these things. On a bl- you can't judge them as the, they're all the same. They're all, they're all going to be very different with very different circumstances in them. As soon as you're on one side exclusively, you're wrong. You're wrong. If you're on the side of all cops are justified in every single shooting, you're wrong. If you are of the thought process that no cop should ever shoot anybody, you're wrong. You're wrong. So, yeah, right. you, you really do have to look at the nuance. They're all going to be very, very different. Now, I remember this case. I remember handling it on the program. And I remember we watched the video live on the show. The guy's running away and gets shot three times in the back. Now, I know what somebody's going to tweet me and say. Shouldn't have run from the cops. And I agree. You should not run from the cops. However, if you're going to run from the cops, you should be punished, but you should get to live. Yeah, I don't think anybody's sure going to make the, well, if you run from cops, you should be shot on and killed on site. Oh, believe me, somebody's going to tweet in and make that argument. That's a, not a very good argument. Somebody's going to make that argument. argument. Somebody's going to make the, just do what you're told and, you, and you'd go home alive. Somebody's going to say that. Now, listen, there should be consequence for not obeying police order. No, yes, 100%. But it should be jail. It's not death, yeah. I mean, it's, it's not death. It should be jail is what you get. You should get to live. Now... I have gotten the backs of cops who have shot people before because I was like, well, dude, the guy had a gun or he was reaching in his waist or how the hell is that guy supposed to make that judgment call? You don't know. His life's in danger. But if the perp is running away from you, your life is not in danger. Now, some of you are going to now then continue to tweet in or write in or call in or whatever and say, well, you know, if you're running from the cops, you're probably guilty of something. And, you know, we got to stop that, that guy before he commits another crime. Okay, well, now you're arguing what ifs. And when a guy's not alive, I don't like arguing what ifs. We have no idea that guy was going to hurt anybody else running away from that cop. You have no idea of that. So therefore, he should not have lost his life. This was murder. And when you don't get them right, when it's cut and dried like this, when I believe this was kind of cut and dried like this, when you don't get these right, it makes all the other situations look bad. And that's why when every other situation happens, people scream out racism. Because how do you not? When you have it on tape, plain as day, and again, you well, don't run from the cops. I get it. I absolutely get it. But the police force is large. We're talking about one man. Put a helicopter in the air. Put cars in the area. Get the guy caught. Throw him in jail. Right? He ran away from a car. My guess is it was probably registered to him, right? You're going to be able to find him at some point. Well, I mean, even 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 if it wasn't registered to him, regardless of what the circumstances were, the punishment isn't death. Right. I, I, People arguing that he should have been shot are crazy. Now, there have been other cop shootings that we've handled on the show, and I said, yeah, well, dude, you got to put that dude down. You have to. You have to. How do you not put that guy down? But this situation was very, very different. And again, you have to judge them differently. But I don't know how I look at, at, at people and say, well, yeah, sorry, man. I don't, I, you know, I don't know what we say about that. This is terrible. This was murder. Shot in the back three times. If the guy's running away from you without a weapon, your life's not in danger. Your life's not in danger. How do we mistry all this? How's that happen? 
I gotta tell you, like, do you put me on that jury? I'd have looked at that tape and been like, well, guys, like, sooner or later, there's gonna be an uprising. If we don't, if, if, if we don't get them right when, when it's when it's basic and, and we don't get them right, there's gonna be an uprising at some point. Well, and I think it's pretty fair to say that you know that that probably has started i mean there's plenty of people well, yeah, out there i'm and, always bitching about people bro- you know protesting in the street there is an uprising and, and when you feel like there's no justice to be had for you and certainly by no stretch am i trying to be like yeah get out there and go riot it's 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 the way to, uh, to no, 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 change no. but when you truly feel voiceless in in that in that process when you feel like you can't it's gonna justice, happen it is it's gonna I mean, boil you, over violence is the voice of the voiceless i mean you have no other avenue to go down then i mean that's if, not an excuse he's explaining you the reality of the situation it's, it's hard to point and, and and you know to tell a community that like no don't worry your best interest is, is, is at mine justice will prevail here when they can look at this and be like no it isn't i want this cop charged properly that way the next time a cop has to shoot somebody and it's a little like murky we can say no dude we hold people accountable when they're wrong no, that guy had to be shot. I want to be able to hoist a cop who had to fire his gun and take the life of somebody on my shoulders for doing it right. And the only way I can do that is if we prosecute the dudes who do it wrong. That's the only way we can do it. I don't know how this got down to a mistrial. Other than the fact that it's South Carolina and isn't this the same exact state where we kind of had to tell them earlier this year, bro, maybe we should take, maybe we should take the Confederate flag off the state house. Off the state, not off your trucks, not off your T-shirts, but off the state house, maybe. Now, I may be misspeaking, but I'm pretty sure that was Governor Nikki Haley that had to be, like, dragged into that. She says here, hopefully, Justice, you know, she says here, and I'm going to paraphrase, that um, justice is not always immediate and that we have to have faith that it will be served. And she feels as if it will be served in this case. Well, I don't know how. I mean, the only justice is is charging him, rendering him with a guilty verdict, and then putting him behind bars where he normally sends other people. This, in my opinion, my humble opinion, and I'm not trained in this any way, shape, or form, but I can watch video. He was shot in the back three times running away without a weapon. Nobody's life is in danger. Well, what if you hurt somebody else? I'm not going, you're not getting me into what if arguments when, when a guy's laying dead. You're not getting me into what ifs. I got to go with what's there. This was murder. And if you don't charge this guy, this makes us all look bad. This makes every good cop look bad. I guarantee, I guarantee it. Good cops today are like, what in the hell? What in the hell? This is why people are shooting at us. This is why things like what happened in Dallas is happening. This is why this happens. Not that it's excusable. It's not. It's awful. Shouldn't fire at cops. But again, just explaining you the reality of the situation. That's the reality of it. When it's obvious, we got to get them right. Because there's too many times when a cop is going to have to pull a service weapon when it's not going to be obvious. Because that's that job. Sometimes it's not going to be obvious. That's that job. But when it is, you charge the guy, dude, and you prosecute him and you render a guilty verdict. Shame on you, South Carolina. Seriously. Shame. Everybody's pissed at North Carolina over the bathroom law. Shame on you, South Carolina. This is terrible. All right. Now, if you feel anger over that the way I do, There's a good outlet for it. Somebody's going to let you rage in a cage. And we'll explain that to you next on the Stansbury Show. Hey, guys, you got Stansbury here for High Voltage Indoor Karting. You can find them in Medina. They're just minutes from the square located in the old foundry building. Or you can find them online at highvoltagekarting.com. That's highvoltagekartingwithak.com. High Voltage is Ohio's first, fastest, and longest indoor electric go-karting track in the state of Ohio. 
They have the best carts in the business. You're hitting speeds of around 50 miles per hour. And with the family looking to come into town for the holiday season, take them to do something a little bit different and a lot of fun. Check out more info at highvoltagecarting.com. 106.9. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show on Rock 106.9. Before moving forward, I want to address a few of the comments that came in during the break about Walter Scott's the trial for Michael T. Slager, the cop who shot Walter Scott in the back. You know, people are saying, man, you're making this a little too easy, Stansbury. There's a lot more that happened than what that video shows you. Right. The fact that the guy was pulled over for a broken taillight. Felt like it felt like something was going wrong in the in the stop and he ran. Now that makes you look guilty. I understand that. It, it does. It makes you look guilty. That makes you guilty. If you run away right. from police, yes, you are certainly guilty of something. There's no denying it. You are running away from the police. I'm just arguing about the kind of punishment that you should get from running. That, that, Shoot that's him. It. That's it. Shoot a bullet in the back. And then, you know, multiple people are saying this. Well, you know, why were the cops called there? If they were called because the guy had a gun, then then you shoot him. Well, I don't like that system. I don't like that system. What if the guy didn't have a gun and somebody just said that he did? You, you, you got to be careful with, like, creating qualifiers for, for, for this stuff. The video is this. I don't... What happened before or after th- this and that? At the time of the shot, the cop's life is not in danger. The guy's running away from you. There it is. And like I said, I just don't know how I can hold up... I don't know how I can say to the public... When another one of these situations happens, you need to calm down. We need to figure out what happened here before we fry this cop like on social media. I don't know how I can do that when we don't get the very simple ones right. You need to buy yourself some good measure by making sure you get it right. You got to get it right. The guy's dead. Got to get it right. All right, I want to move forward. It's a very serious issue, and I, you know, I can't. I don't want to spend all day on it. Not a very serious show. Not today. Kind of a joke. I've always been told, dude, you kind of need therapy. You should get some therapy. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And, and the sky is blue and water is wet. And I uh, I had some therapy as a kid. My parents put me uh, in to see a therapist, obviously, due to what happened to me as a child. They were like, you know what? You should probably talk to somebody and get this worked out, right? But I will admit that as an adult, I probably could use a little bit more. I buy into therapy over the sense that I think there are things that you all, and myself included, we all, think daily about ourselves that we don't say out loud, and the very simple system of saying them out loud to somebody who doesn't have a vested interest one way or the other on it, other than to maybe just be like, well, that's not true, I think that helps you. Working through a problem out loud totally helps you. Yeah, I mean, especially with a trained professional, but everyone can think of a million different examples in their life for, dude, once you say it, once it comes off your chest, feel better. way to the world off. Feel better. I often do this a lot. I will. Uh, I kind of pace back and forth uh, in my apartment. And I'm sure my neighbors think I talk to myself, but I work my some of my arguments out for the radio program. I work them out out loud while I'm in my apartment. And sometimes I will even play the role of Fantone. I'm like, all right, well, knowing him, he's going to say this, and then I'll say this, and then okay, all right, I still win. So I, sometimes I'll kind of do that, right? So therapy can be beneficial. Saying things out loud can, can help you. But I feel like this guy in the UK has created a, ver- a, a version of therapy that will help me more than talking to a professional. Okay. Okay. And I can already hear some of you being you know, hesitant and be like, I bet not. But a guy spent like eight grand, Fantone, and what he's done is he's rehabbed an old church. And he allows both children and adults to come in and you can vent your anger and you can take out some of your stress 
by smashing electronics, glassware. They'll give you a crowbar, a baseball bat, or a hammer. Choice is yours. And they offer plenty of packages. The one is as low as $13, gives you 15 minutes, and you get to smash five small items. You pay 35 bucks, and it's couples therapy, allowing 20 minutes for customers to ruin 11 small and medium-sized items, including two printers. If you want to smash your own items, you can do so. You just have to pay them for the space. It's like 15, 10, 15 bucks. You have to sign a disclaimer, so they're not liable for any injuries, but you are given a hard hat, gloves, and goggles, so you should be okay if you're only breaking some small stuff. Spencer, the guy who opened it, says he's looking for another rage cage in another unnamed city after Christmas. The rage cage sounds like an awful bit on a radio show. The rage cage coming up next. We're going to put intern double cheeseburger in the rage cage. We actually had an intern back in the day uh, that we called rage in a cage because he was one of those school shooter types. He was very quiet and weird and strange. And uh, he worked. He had two internships at the radio station. He worked on the show part time. But then he also worked for, like, the engineering department, and you always had to get the equipment out of the cage in the basement. So we called him Rage in the Cage. And the one day, Fantone, we actually, he didn't know totally how studios worked. And he was listening to music in the radio studio, and he was singing out loud. And he didn't realize that the Vox Pro had been recording. So we had, like, hours of him singing. And he didn't know we had it. So we ended up editing it up and playing it all day on the on the show the one day and he called in from home and was like crying on the air and like we were worried he was going to kill himself like my boss like came down to the studio was like yo guys seriously it's hilarious but you got to stop playing that because if that kid dies you're going to get blamed for it more than worrying about that kid dying bro you need to worry about yourself dying you're probably on a rage in the cages list right now just like in uh, Billy Madison where Steve Buscemi's sitting there with that list of people to kill rage in the cage probably putting lipstick on right now just fantasizing about murdering Stansberry. He was a weird one. I liked that kid a lot. Scott was his name, I think. I liked him a great deal. Good worker. But he was he was a little strange and he never you could tell it's like, dude, just stay in the engineering department. You're not necessarily built for the programming end of the world. But yeah, he probably is like all Billy Madison style. Like just has me on the list, moving me right to the top of it. I guess, I, I mean, I like this idea of like, hey, you can go somewhere and start destroying things, but why can't you just go do this in your backyard? Well, I think uh, I think initially a lot of the appeal will be about the fact that they supply you everything, including like the gloves, the hat, the, you know, the goggles and the things to break. Do you want to break your own things? Maybe not. Some people, you can bring it. They have that option. But I think a lot of people would want to break things where, you know, ever, you ever break something in your house over anger? And in the moment, you're like, oh, dude, the anger got out of my body. But 20 minutes later, you're like, dude, that broke, and I'm pissed. Like, I'll tell you, okay, want to hear a story about when I was a little kid, when I broke something, and when I was all pissed off, and I ended up crying? Just just tears running down my fat, donut-glazed cheeks? I had a, uh, I, I had a, a really long, wide, uh, huge uh, Rambo poster. And I got all mad. My brother was like teasing me or whatever, calling me a girl all day, and, like making me cry, proving that I was a girl all day. And like he made me all mad. And I went in my room and I didn't know what else to do. And I just ripped the poster in half. 
That had to suck, dude. John Rambo torn in half. I felt amazing in the moment, but like 20 minutes later, I was on my bed all fat and chubby just crying into my pillow because I didn't have my Rambo poster, and I had to save up all my money and walk to the Odyssey in Aurora like the next week to get a new one. That sucked. So if I go to the Rage in the Cage, I don't have to worry about that. I can just break somebody else's stuff, and I get to go home. My thought process is if you spend 20 bucks at Home Depot and then spend another 5 at Goodwill, you're going to walk out with your own sledgehammer. You're going to have safety goggles, a hard hat, gloves. And, dude, dishes at Goodwill cost nothing. Dude, t- tomorrow at this time, I did, on, in under 24 hours, there's going to be a nail in somebody's eye, and they're going to go, well, Fantone said it would work out great. <laughs> All right, Amazon's giving you everything else, and now they're giving you the New World Order. We'll fill you in next on the Stansbury Show. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. We have a pair of tickets to check out Dead & Company. They're going to play Blossom June 28th. So the show's not for a little while yet. June 28th at Blossom, Dead & Company. That's uh, the Grateful Dead, and they add John Mayer in there. We'll give you those tickets around 8.30 this morning. Then New Tour Tuesday starts at 9 o'clock. Uh, our hip-hop artist of the week is Boogie with the Hoodie. Dear God. And you'll hear some new Brantley Gilbert and new Trapped. That song's called It's Over. Uh, by the way, they're playing the Agora on the 19th of this month. And then Seven Circle Sunrise is your local band. Now, I had claimed I, we were going to move forward off of this South Carolina Walter Scott shooting. And uh, I had planned to. Uh, I've upset some people about on my by giving out my opinion. And that's okay. It's all right. We don't always have to agree. And I know when you're talking about something as serious as this, not everybody's going to agree and you're going to anger some people. And, you know, it's, it's part of my job. Angering people, you know, comes with the territory. I'm totally fine with it. But I want to address this guy's concern. And this is where I really wish we had a good phone screener. That way we could just have an open and honest, frank conversation about this stuff and include you guys in it and then get to the bottom of it. I would love that. I just, you know, that's a whole nother subject for a whole nother day. But John writes in and says, okay, Stansbury, I've listened to you for years, and most times I agree with you. But with the shooting in South Carolina, you are wrong. Here are the reasons. One, like you alluded to, guarantee the man would still be alive today if you follow the simple command, stop or I'll shoot. Well, you stop, or guess what? You will be shot. You are giving people the right to totally disregard police otherwise, and trust me, you don't want to live in a policeless society. Dan, he like sits me down and calls me by my first name there. All right, I'll stop right there, John, with your with, with your reason number one. A, I will start by telling you that I've lived in a policeless uh, society out in Oregon. I've talked about this plenty of times where, no, you absolutely do not want to live in cities without police departments. I don't think what I'm doing is excusing all people and letting people just run away from the cops whenever they want. I don't think that's what I'm doing. I think what we're doing is telling a cop that it's totally okay to shoot somebody if they're running away from you. I think that's what we're doing. And I'm not sure that that's okay. That's not okay. Yeah, I mean, I think we both made it perfectly clear that uh, that running away from the police obviously is something that needs to punished. be punished. Right? A, I want the cop able to at least maybe be able to run you down. Or or two, we give them other options here, right? Now, I don't know what this cop was carrying on the belt. I really don't, right? But if you said to me, oh, the guy's running away and then they tased him, okay. Okay, if we're going to use less lethal forces and it's something where we put you down on the ground, but you stay alive and you face trial, 
I, I like it. Right. It's not like either one of us are like, oh, dude, he was too rough with him. And oh, when he was putting the handcuffs on, he should have been gentler. No, it's not that at all. It's not even close to that. It's just he shouldn't be dead. His second reason is I don't know 100%. And that's always the sign of a really good argument. He says, but I'm betting the large sum. I'm betting a large sum of money that the guy ran because he either was already a criminal they had not caught yet or was in the process of doing something criminal. And your idiot reasoning, let him go. They will find him later. Well, apparently you don't know how easy it is to lose yourself in this country. But plain and simple, the largest point would be, duh, if an officer tells you to stop or he will shoot, for God's sake, stop, you can train a dog to follow that simple command. Okay, I would agree with you that when a cop tells you to do something, most times you should do it, okay? Under most circumstances. But we've seen now instances of cops over this country where you know whether they tell women, get in the backseat of the cruiser, having done nothing, and then that woman gets raped. We've seen that. We've seen cops tell people, you know what I mean? Like, do not, all right, we said this, Fantone said it perfectly to start this argument the first time around. If you're on one side or the other of anything, you're dead wrong. That's been retweeted like a thousand times this morning, and it should be because it's absolutely a great argument. If you're on one side of the, I had another guy like writing me in, I was like, dude, you're trying to excuse the cop because you like cops. I get it. I do too. I'm pro cop. I just did a toy drive with a cop on Saturday. I am pro-cop. But when you get it wrong, you're wrong. And when you get it wrong, look, running from the cops is wrong. Okay? You should be punished, but you should get to live. Uh, was there another point for this guy? That's it. So his That's point it. was, his point was, stop when a cop tells you to stop. Or and, they're going to shoot you. And, and, and this guy was probably a criminal. What Terrible I, arguments. What I wanna, Terrible arguments. What I, what I want to ask John is, if I ran, do they shoot me? Because here's what I'm going to tell you, America. The honest, the honest answer is, I don't know. I don't know. Would I expect them to shoot at me? I guess maybe, given what I've seen in the country. But I don't know if I get shot at or not. I don't know. That's going to be the situation where Walter Scott's family is going to tell you, well, yeah, he was going to get shot for sure. And, you know, I, I do think there's definitely a race aspect to this. There's no question. But even if you remove the race aspect of it, which is hard to do, but OK, let's let's live in that hypothetical world. Whether you're white, black, whatever, running away from the police, the punishment is not death. I, I, I don't I don't see why that, why that's so like, oh, my God, I can't believe it. No, the punishment to that is not death. Twitter's now telling me that a cop told this guy and this is all hearsay at this point because this cop didn't tell me this. But if you really look at the video, there's taser probes wrapped around his wrist, shocking him. In police training, if you are disoriented, your life is in danger. He did what he was trained to do. That's the first time I'm hearing anything about that. I read two different articles about this this morning. I read three different articles about it when the story broke the day months ago when I called this murder then. And the argument is is if if you break out of a tasing situation that you automatically go to lethal force. I yeah, I, I don't know if that. that's the rule or not. I don't yeah, know. I, don't I won't speak that. to that. Okay. And I have said this about other touchy subjects, and I'm gonna I'm gonna remind you here. I am in the live radio business. I am in the live opinion business. So if if new information comes out, or if I'm presented with something else, my opinion could very well change. Could very well change. But as of right now, what I have been presented, what I have been shown, what I have read. I think that they got this wrong. And I understand it's an uncomfortable thing to send a cop to jail for something like this. It is. And I have also argued that you got to be careful about this with cops because you don't want those guys afraid to do their jobs. Because we all benefit from a police force doing their jobs and doing it right. We would all agree on that. But given what I know, given what I've seen, the facts presented to me, this seems wrong. This seems wrong. 
And Blake writes in and says, no offense, man, but they'd catch you, so you're probably not getting shot. True. Yes, <laughs> True. Dude, Blake. Blake, here's what I'm going to tell you. I run a 4 three forty. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's what he does. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> he was going to say, what are you talking but about? But it, sound, it sounds damn fast. Sounds like I'm getting drafted first or second. Four three forty hashtag Stansbury. You heard it here first. I'm pretty fast. All right, uh, we have another controversial subject to handle next awesome. on the program. I thought we were doing. I thought we were doing ball grips and boner jokes, Stansbury. Nah, that's eight thirty. Okay, but uh, no, I, there is another controversial subject, and that is who should be Times Person of the Year. We'll give you our vote next on the Stansbury Show. One zero six nine. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show on Rock 106.9. Around 8.30, we'll uh, hook you up with some tickets to check out Dead & Company. That's the Grateful Dead, joined by John Mayer, June 28th, out at Blossom. So the show, not for a little while yet, but we have tickets. We want to give them to you. Around 8.30, you'll get hooked up with those. 1-800-243-7625, the number you'll need. And Fantone, uh, we've reached the part of the year where Time Magazine tries to figure out who is, uh, well, Person of the Year. Well, we are in December. You're going to start seeing all sorts of, ah, the year in review, 2016, the year that was. Do you remember when? And uh, we have a little bit of the short list here. Okay. okay. Uh, Nigel Farage, I hope I'm saying that properly. I believe that's Turkey's president survived that, uh, like, dude, they had, like, tried to, like, take the country from him. There was, like, a military coup and the whole deal. Oh, yeah. But, like, he had, he had made it through that. Yeah, but, dude, nobody cares about things outside of the good old U.S. of A. Come I was going to say, there's a few of these, all right? Uh, there's the CRISPR scientists, and, again, uh, I don't think you need to know a lot about that. Vladimir Putin is on their sh- short list. Hillary Clinton is on the short list for Time Magazine. Beyonce right. is on the short list of, of for you know persons of the year. Uh, Mark Zuckerberg. Uh, the CEO and the and the, well the brain behind Facebook there and now obviously Facebook's a very important thing but like what did Facebook do necessarily this year that was so much different like like seven years ago yeah Zuckerberg person of the year now it's like well what, well, what, what did he deserve it for? wasn't there some huge story from him of trying to get rid of like racism in his company and like he had some big staff meeting this year where they were like and and they're constantly you know what oh yeah I'll tell you what another one of the nomination factors for Mark Zuckerberg will be will be the this they gave you that that check-in safe anytime there's a tragedy thing around you so people know you're safe without you know wondering and all that i could see them nominating him for that i just don't feel like that necessarily puts you in person I, of the year look i'm not arguing you should be person of the year i'm just saying i i could see I, dude when you're that influential when, when you run something that uh, what is it like 60 percent of america is on facebook or something like that comical number when you're that influential i think you're just always going to get like an honorary mention in, in these kinds of things i don't think you should be that either Okay, Simone Biles is on this. That's that uh, that young gymnast from the Olympics this year, and she like dominated the Olympics. She was amazing. Yeah, I was going to say, arguably the greatest uh, gymnast of all time. Of all I mean, time, right? Yeah, right. Pretty, you can make the argument for sure. But Donald Trump is on the short list of Person of the Year for Time Magazine, and I don't know how it's not Donald Trump. How is it not Donald Trump? How is he not the person of 2016? I don't get it. To me, it's him and then the rest of these schmucks. And I don't say that because I think Donald's great. And I don't mean to call other people schmucks, because you know who else is on this list is the whistleblowers of Flint, Michigan. And honestly, if we were going to do this right, that probably should be it, but it's never going to be it. It's probably going to be Donald Trump, because that's the kind of country you are. Well worth quickly noting that Flint, Michigan still does not have clean water. No, no, no. I just watched a video yesterday. Yeah, it's bad. I uh, I, I mean, I you know, used to work in Flint, so I obviously have a lot of, uh, a lot of ties there. 
Um, and one of like the, the the things that really caught attention recently is trying to cook Thanksgiving dinner with bottles of water and how complicated that is. Oh, God, I didn't think about you that. You just have to think about like, oh, my God, how many bottles of water did you go through? How- All of a sudden, easy mashed potatoes aren't. Right. Wow. You know, speaking of that, and we're going to get back to this Time Magazine Person of the Year thing, but just since we brought Flynn up and we brought the water crisis up, what's going on in Sebring? Remember, you and I took, a, you know, and a bunch of other people did too. We're not going to be like just us. Remember, we did that water thing that day, and like, you know, we got a truck and we took all that water out there, and it was good to do that. But like, does Sebring, is their water back okay? Like, what's, what's going on out there? Not to be like, well, I didn't hear anything, so I assume it's all good. But I, I'm pretty sure that what was happening out there was taken care of, and, 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 and they've been able to kind of move on as a community okay. from what I know. All right. Well, that's, you know, that's best case scenario. But yeah, do not, I just watched a video that somebody posted just yesterday about Flint. They showed you the water from a year ago to today. Right. It's very little difference. Very little difference. So Time Magazine is trying to find their person of the year. The reason we bring Flint up is that the whistleblowers of Flint were on the list. Now, ideally, I think that's who it should be. Because um, really what's happening in Flint, Michigan is, I hate to say this, but that's a third world problem happening at home. That's crazy. But outside of them, I don't know how it's anybody to be person of the year not named Donald Trump. I don't know how that is. He dominated the headlines all year. He went from never going to get out of the primaries, never going to get the nomination, never going to win the general. All three in a row. Knocked him down. That's all anybody said the whole run. And he did it. And now he's the president-elect. He went from laughable idea of a candidate to the president-elect in that year. Whether you love him or hate him, you have to admit, that's person of the year qualification, right? Yeah, I don't. I can't come up with an argument against it. He's also now going to be the leader of the free world. That right there kind of is like, right? I, I would assume Barack Obama had been Times person of the year at least once, right? Probably more. I, yeah, I would assume U.S. presidents have, have certainly been. Yeah, I got to imagine Barack Obama had won that and at right, some point. And right rightfully so. so. Yeah. President of America is a pretty important job there. I can't come up with an argument against it, dude. I can't. I mean, um, I that's think why I that's why I thought about it last night. I was like, there's no way to argue around this. I uh, I think it's laughable that Hillary Clinton's on the list. I mean, I think that's absolutely ridiculous. Like because what of a, the failure. What a what a what a what a pat on the back that is. Like, oh hey yeah, we'll put you on the list for what for losing. Well, you know, <laughs> well I'll, I'll tell you, I'll tell you exactly for what? for what. I'll tell you exactly for what. Time Magazine sexist. They're sexist. That's partially why. Because I agree with you. That in any other year, you could probably nominate her. She's done enough in her career that every year where there was probably something, it's like, oh, man, look at Hillary with that, right? Probably. Now, I know a lot of people just went, are you crazy? She killed people. But I'm sure for Times qualifications, there was something, you know, she may have already been Times person of the year. I don't know. She may have. But I agree with you that after that loss, it's almost crazy. It's almost crazy. But I don't know how you put anybody else on that magazine cover other than Donald Trump, especially, dude, if you want to sell the magazine. Good luck trying to get people in America to buy the magazine because the president of Turkey. Good luck. Good luck. Put Donald Trump on the cover of that magazine, people buying it. Oh, for sure. Buying it. Um, eh, Worth noting, 1938, the uh, Time Magazine Person of the Year, Adolf Hitler. So, I mean, it's a... uh, what do I want to say? Jeez. It's not always like a, hey, pat on the back, you are the best person of the year. This is, you are the most influential person. 
of the year. And it's, dude, just, it's asinine to think anybody other than Trump. I, I, I mean, as somebody who was vehemently against the guy, you're crazy if you think he didn't dominate 2016. He's going to dominate 2017 as well. Yeah, it has to be him. So Brett tweets in and says, let me guess, you and Fantone want LeBron James to be person of the year. Now, I, I don't know if he should be or not, but I'll, I'll say this. Given what we saw him do at the ESPYs, and given what we've seen him, Dwayne Wade, and Carmelo Anthony kind of come together and do, I don't think a nomination would be out of order. I'm not sure he would win, but I, I, I'm, I mean, if you if you shortlisted LeBron James, I wouldn't be like that's insane. Well, and if you're going to factor in the uh, the on the court, you know, accomplishments of LeBron James in, in in breaking the drought of Cleveland and coming back from a three to one deficit, um, he won the Sports Illustrated Sports Person of the Year though, and that's probably where it's appropriate. Yeah, that's know? about where he should be. You know, and and I I feel like that if Simone Biles is going to be a representative up there, I don't think it's like crazy to think LeBron's going to be. Right, exactly. I'll tell you a name that was left off this list that I couldn't believe given the culture we live in today. I can't believe Time didn't nominate this guy. Who's that? And I hated it, but I but I, I can't believe Time didn't nominate Colin Kaepernick. Given the noise that made, given the conversations about race we have to that we that we should have and should have in this conversation uh, in this country every day. I'm surprised Kaepernick didn't get more of a push there. I'm a little surprised. He he's not that good. If he was better in doing what he's doing, he would have done it. Oh, if he was winning football games yeah. and did all that, yeah, yeah. At least it would have been. At least it would have been. He's uh, just not any good. Um, I'm, I'm a little surprised that uh, Obama didn't get a nod here. And I know that Trump kind of usurped the final year of Obama's term or his his presidency. Um, but you look at the things that you know where the country was eight years ago versus where the country is today, I'm surprised there wasn't some sort of like, you know, brought the deficit down, brought unemployment down, you know, all these different things that he was able to accomplish. I figured he would have at least gotten. Yeah, I could see time doing one of their like covers where they do that, where they take like all of like the best things that Barack Obama did and like they use those as the images to like compile his face on the the cover and like, oh, there you are in the grocery store and you just have to have it. I could see that. Can absolutely see that, but of course it's the Donald dude. I mean, how can you? It, 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 the guy dominated the year. No bigger human if, in 2016. I was gonna say if it's not the Donald, it's Harambe, right? Right? I like, and I, I know that really does say something about society and the year of 2016. Yeah, and, it does. And the way that we are yes, as people. It does. But if it's not the Donald, it's got to be Harambe. I would agree. Who had more memes? Nobody. And Fantone pointed out, look, it's not always because you're awesome is why you get the cover. It's just influential. And I, I, I mean, do say what you want. Donald Trump's pretty influential this year. Just wait until he gets it, and he will. There's no doubt. Oh in my mind. God! Just wait, and and then and then the comparisons between the 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 Hitler article or the Hitler. Oh, see, he oh, is Hitler. Hitler, he's a Nazi. Oh, oh he's my God! A Nazi. You're right. That's gonna be brutal. Oh, for sure, it is. I almost want him not to get it. Like, imagine, dude. Imagine oh. Donald Trump tweeting out, being pissed at the whistleblowers at Flint. Oh God! Sad. That, sad. 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 Oh, God, that would be great. Yeah, I, I, I just don't know how it's not him. He's the most influential person. I mean, dude, Donald Trump negatively affected the ratings of the NFL, for Christ's sake. Nothing does that. The NFL clobbers whatever it goes up against. Didn't clobber Donald Trump, though. When Donald Trump was on TV, you all were watching that, not watching football.
That right there, dude. When you can, when when you as one human being can negatively affect the ratings of the most popular TV show that dominates multiple networks in this country, when you can negatively affect them across the board, you are the most influential person in the country. It's Donald Trump, Person of the Year. There's no doubt about it. We have tickets for Dead and Company, June 28th at Blossom. That's uh, the Grateful Dead, and they throw John Mayer in there, I assume, just filling in for Jerry Garcia. And we have tickets for you. We'll pass those out next on the Stansbury Show. Stansbury Show here. AT&T making the holidays even brighter, hooking you up with up to 650 bucks worth of credits when you make the switch. Yeah, that's right. If you and your family have outgrown your current wireless plan, AT&T is making it easier than ever to make the switch. Plus, not only are you going to get up to 650 bucks worth of credits per line when you make the switch, AT&T hooking it up with the very best smartphones. So now you don't have to deal with a provider that charges too much and doesn't have the smartphones you want. AT&T has got you covered. But here's the deal. If you want to get hooked up with 650 bucks worth of credits per line when it comes to making the switch to the AT&T Next Network, you got to act soon. Because this deal is not going to last forever, people. Stop by your local AT&T store today and find out all the details. AT&T, mobilizing your world. Each line requires eligible port-in, trade-in, purchase, and service. Get minimum of $5 trading credit plus prepaid card in amount of device balance or early termination fees less trade-ins. Fees, charges, and restrictions apply. See store for details. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. You're about a half hour away from getting new to Tuesday. Brought to you by the Hard Rock Roxino Northfield Park there. Brand new boogie with the hoodie. Fantone and I both have never heard of this guy, and when we heard the name, we were like, boogie with the hoodie? Yeah, I want to hear that. Song is called My Hit. It's an edit, so you know what originally it was supposed to be there. But it's an edit. My Hit. Boogie with the Hoodie. New Brantley Gilbert, The Weekend. And New Trapped. The song is called It's Over. And Trapped is uh, playing the Agora in Cleveland on the 19th of this month. Tickets still available at clevelandagora.com. All right. Amazon is trying to take over our lives. Okay. Now you have Amazon Prime, right? I do. Okay. I, do. I am not an am I'm not an Amazon consumer on any level. Okay. I don't have an account. I don't have a Prime account. I don't have an Amazon Fire. I don't have any of that stuff, right? But a buddy of mine has been trying to like lure me into the Amazon world, and uh, he has said to me, and uh, this is I, I feel guilty talking about this because technically it's illegal. But he has apparently these, and everybody tells me to do this, get a jailbroken fire stick and you can drop your cable bill, right? And then all you got to do is pay for your internet. You have the jailbroken fire stick and everything that you want to watch is is at your disposal. Yeah, I mean, definitely illegal, but it's definitely an option. It's a thing, yeah. right? So I have cable and I have the internet at home, but since he's a buddy of mine and I've known him forever, like this is like a, this goes, this friendship goes back like 20 years. I was like, okay, you know what, dude, let me. I'm not going to cancel my cable. L- l- give it to me. I, I-, I want to see if this is as great as everybody says it is. And if it is, I may move into the non-cable paying person and I'll pay for my internet. In the criminal world is what, what that one's called. The underbelly. That's I mean, right. You know, we, we, I can't remember what it was we were talking about earlier in the week, but like, you know, people, people, there's some media people want to pay for and there's some that you'll break the law for. Like porn. Right. Like porn. Right. So... I'm, I'm going to get pulled into this Amazon world on a trial basis. Here. Now, what I'm going to say about that is, is you're not really getting into the Amazon world. Like with that, you're not going to get like a Prime subscription or anything. Well, they say, I guess, in order to use the the Fire Stick, whether it, 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 even if it's jailbroken, is what they call it. Um, you still have to have an Amazon account to use it, 
which I don't know how then they don't know that you're not. It seems, Pain. yeah, it yeah. seems very strange. But apparently, you have to have an Amazon account. So I'm not doing this until this. We, he's supposed to come down Thursday and give me my, you know, the stick. <laughs> Sounds so weird. Yeah, my friends, stick. my friends coming down and giving me the stick on Thursday. Sounds very strange to say that. But uh, it, but so I'm gonna create an Amazon account and I'm gonna I'm gonna try to get this all uh, worked out. Now the reason why I bring this up isn't to tell you that I'm gonna steal cable. That's not that's not why. But Amazon is looking out. They're looking for world domination, and I think they're gonna get it. And they're bringing the new world order. And I'm split right down the middle on this because I love it. I love the convenience of it, but I worry about the ramifications it does to us as a per as a people as a whole. And on Monday. Amazon had unveiled its new vision for the future of brick-and-mortar grocery stores. They're going to be called Amazon Go. The new service offered by Amazon allows customers to walk into the store, grab what they want, and leave the building without interacting with another human being or waiting in line. Amazon says the company brought together the most advanced machine learning and artificial intelligence to eliminate cash registers in a brand new 1,800 square foot store in Seattle is where this is going to launch. Amazon Go is already open to Amazon employees, though its uh, beta program is scheduled to open to the public early part of next year. Shoppers scan a code from the Amazon Go app on their smartphone at a kiosk and then proceed to fill up their carts. The video says that a virtual cart automatically registers every time a customer picks up or puts down an item in and that Amazon accounts are only charged once someone leaves the store. So it keeps track of everything you put in the cart itself and if you walk out of the store then you get charged for it. They're going to they're getting rid of lines and more importantly they're getting rid of jobs. I love this because I'll be honest with you. I am one of these people that selfishly, I kind of like to do things and not have to interact with anybody else while I'm doing it. I'm, I'm totally guilty of that. All right. We're all very selfish that way. But I also recognize that that cashier who lives down the street from me, that my world's better if that person's working. That, 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 that the crime levels in my city don't rise the more money people have. And the more jobs that people have, right? Hasn't that always been the system? Well, but I mean, once you get into that argument, you can make that argument on a million different levels of convenience in your life. And you can say like, oh, well, you know, well, when it comes to cashiers, that's what I really care about. But it's like, dude, you go to the automatic car wash and, 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 and you're OK with that. Well, if, if, if I if yeah, I but would, all those jobs are gone. That's what I'm saying. Well, like but, all they're, they're gone because we did that. But though. if but that if you, successfully worked, if you went to, you know, there's there's car washes where people are working right now. And if you exclusively went to those then those jobs would come back and you would have a better you know so i think there's a lot of arguments you can make that or you can use that argument on a lot of different things in life where i, I don't know if it's necessarily always going to fit the 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 narrative of your argument what do you mean? You just gave me an example of of my fear of the argument that it worked. Meaning well, that that do we have car washes where nobody works? Well, That's my fear. Is all, that dude? We're going that we're dude. We're getting rid of these jobs. And notice, dude, we're not getting rid of we're not getting rid of highly educated jobs. What are we doing? We're getting rid of the jobs that pay little money that anybody can get. That's bad. Right, and all I'm saying is that if 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 we stop technology because of that, we're no, no, stopping no. technology. Yeah, you, you you can't stop technology for the sake of a cashier. I understand that. I I do. Big picture, you probably can't do that because of all the things technology will eventually give us. But make no mistake, 
we're getting closer and closer to outsourcing the human being for, for necessity. We're doing it. We're doing that. So, and I know what a lot of you are thinking right now. Dude, you're the same guy that rallies against $15 an hour. You're damn right I am. Because this is why Amazon goes a thing. That's why. That's why. Because of, because of, the, because of the money you have to pay an American to work. This is why. It's like, I, I think while we're all out there worried about $15 an hour, why it annoys me is, that, dude, do you deserve it? You probably do. You probably do. Okay? But the bigger fight needs to be this. Needs to be this. Fine. Only pay us 10 but but let us work the next 20 years. What good's $15 an hour if Amazon's going to make your job useless in, t- in three years? Would you rather make 10 for 25 or 15 for three? I'd rather make 10 for 25, but that's just me because, dude, I'm starting to think about this, right? I, I work in the most unstable business in all of America. Our business, the radio business, the TV business, we were the first ones to do this. We were the first ones to go through deregulation. We were the first ones to go, dude, you can do this way cheaper with way less people. And you know what it did? It hurt my business. Yeah, the shareholders made some more money, but it hurt the business. You know how many good radio people there are on the radio these days? Not that many. You know why? Because the farm systems got shut down. We don't have live overnight jocks anymore. We don't have live seven to midnight people anymore. We don't do that anymore. That's why nobody's any good. And I just worry that most people, and myself included, hand raised, because, dude, I have a high school education. That's about as much education as I have. Now, I'm probably smarter than the average bear, but I have a high school education. And if I lost this job tomorrow, those are the kind of jobs I have to go think about getting. And Amazon's just going, non-Seattle, bro. No, thanks. You kidding me? You kidding me? These people, dude, these people work. They make $100,000 a year in the tech sector. Do you think they want to talk to you while they're picking out fruit? No. That's what's happening. We're fighting the wrong battle. You're fighting the $15 an hour battle, and I swear to God, I think corporate America wants you fighting it so they don't, so you don't pay attention to this. That's what I always say. Sleight of hand is so important in this country, dude. So important. If somebody's trying to get you riled up about something, it's because they don't want you paying attention to something else. I like this, like I said, because I hate dealing with people. I do. I hate it. But ultimately, I want my neighbor to have a job because that's the only thing that's going to stop him from kicking open my door to take my things. This is scary. It's cool. little scary. We'll hook you up with those dead and company tickets. We'll do that next on the Sandsbury. It's nine. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9. We'll send you to see Dead and Company June 28th out of Blossom. If you're unaware, it's the Grateful Dead, and then they throw John Mayer into uh, Jerry uh, Garcia's role there. And we were speculating earlier this morning about whether or not you get any John Mayer. I would imagine at least one or two. Be crazy not to. But you, I don't know, dude. I don't know if... if, if let if, it stand if, on their own there. If a lot of uh, Dead fans are necessarily going to know those songs or be intrigued by those songs or... Well, then I guess I don't understand picking him to be the guy then. Uh, probably because he's talented enough to be that guy. Okay, I'm going to ask this question. I don't mean to upset any Grateful Dead fans. Was Jerry Garcia that talented? I mean, was he? I, I don't know. Was he that good of a guitar player? Was he that good of a songwriter? Was he that good of a singer? I, I don't. I'm. I'm not trying to be a dick. I'm asking. Like, I don't know. I just think there. You could have taken a less marquee name with talent. But if the. But if the. If the idea is, well, then we'll use him because he has the name. Then I would imagine that that would only matter if their audience cares about him that way. 
Remember when Queen went out on tour with one of the guys from like American Idol or The Voice or something like that? Yeah, but would, they originally went out with Paul Rogers, the guy from Bad Company, which made people want to see it. I would assume that it's something like that, where it's like, nah, dude, we're just doing this. And they went out, yeah, they did. They went out with that kid from American Idol because he sang one of their songs. John Mayer's really good. People should give it a shot. He's not the worst. He's not the worst. So dead and company. We have those tickets. We'll pass those out here shortly. So as my mom's getting a little older, she's kind of pressuring me to come to Vegas this year for Christmas. And I don't know if I'm going to go or not. I haven't decided yet. I mean, you know, I still, still, still got a few months before I have to decide. Nope. It's like two weeks. Yeah, I was going to say, number one, no, you don't. And number two, I, I, you know, not to take us off onto a side tangent here, but it seems like things have been good with the Stansberry family yeah. recently. Yeah. I would take advantage of that while you can, because come this time next year, could all be bad. who the hell knows where you guys it's fair are point. at. It's a fair point. So my sister-in-law called me the other day and was like laying the guilt down. And I started thinking about my mom, right? Uh, as my mom is now 70. Okay, that's old. That is old. It's not young. I mean, it's not old, but it's not definitely not young. I mean, 70's old, bro. She's lived, God, I think, what, 15, 16 years longer than my dad did? Something like that? 70's old. Yeah, it's old. It's old. So she might not be around. And if it wasn't for my brother, we'd have to, we would have had to have stuck my mom into a home, right? We would have had to do something like that. So then it really started to make me think then not about her because I'm selfish and I'm a dick. So it made me think about me and it made me go, okay, well, I'm 40. Like, what am I going to do when I get to that point? Because there are no kids to take care of me. All of my family will be dead. Everybody's older than me other than my brother's child. And that's not her responsibility to take care of me. She's going to be busy taking care of my brother. So I started thinking to myself, oh, no, what am I going to do? Yeah, that is a little concerning. Right? Actually. Screw my mom. She lives with my brother. She lives inside. She's got a job. Everybody's happy. Fine. Whatever. I mean, who cares? She can ride out her days out there in Las Vegas. I'm the one who we got to be worried about. What am I going to do? I'm going to be fired in two years. Yeah. I have no marketable skills. None. And, and I don't know how the hell I'm going to live inside. And it got me thinking about, like, what am I going to do for, to ride out my life? And then I read this story about a guy out of Philadelphia, 70, living in an assisted living facility. And I was like, this is my life. This is this. When I read this, I was like, this is this is crystal ball moment of my life. Okay. As an old man lost his assisted living facility. He lost his ability to live there. What do you have to do to get kicked out of assisted living, dude? I mean, they should probably have a. Uh, uh, it's subsidized. I, I believe the, the payment for this and they they're, they're going to stop his payment. They should probably cut you a break. You know what I'm saying? Dude, where are you going to go? You going to kick this old man out on the streets? But the Doyle down, uh, the Doylestown man, believed to be in his 70s, apparently peddled alcohol to other residents in the assisted living center, and I could see myself doing that, so he could make a little pocket scratch. Okay. okay. Wanted, to, wanted some pot, you know, needed some pocket money. I'm sure there's rules against having alcohol, but why? I mean, these are adults, right? Yeah, you, uh... let them booze up. I don't care. Yeah. It, 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 this guy uh, is claimed to be one of the more mobile gentlemen living in this assisted living facility, right? Okay, and the, dude, that's got to be a pretty easy place to be big man on campus. This you is know like what I'm having saying? a car on campus at college. Exactly. Same exact thing. Exactly. Same exact thing. So he would go out on booze runs for other people and then like would mark up the booze. Smart. Very smart. Right? Because he probably got somebody else to pay for it when he put a cup in his hand out front of the liquor store. Right? 
So apparently this is where the real problem comes in. He used those profits to pay a prostitute for sex and got busted with her underneath the bed when they came in. I think it was like they they do like lights out or whatever I think it was. And he had a prostitute under the bed at 70 in the assisted living center. And I got to tell you, I always talk about how I don't want to be old, but maybe now I want to. Because that sounds better than anything that's happened to me in the last six months. Dude, I get to get get over on a bunch of other old schmucks for their their money, and then I can pay it to some hooker, and that's amazing until you have to live outside. Well, let's be real about, you know, old people are constantly getting scammed, so at least in this situation, it was a fellow old person. You know what I mean? I guess there's a little bit of of a point there. Um, But obviously, you can't hire hookers. I mean, I'm not saying that, but it's like... You can't tell old people they can't have sex, right? I mean, this guy's this guy's allowed to have sex. He's allowed to have a guest over, right? How did they know she was a hooker? Well, I'm guessing the fact that she was 25 wearing seven-inch heels might have had something to do with it. Yes, yes, but I mean, I, I'm putting this in the, well, it was probably an appropriate hooker. Dude, I mean, by the way, dude, think about a hooker's life. I mean, is that the life you want? I don't think it is. Well, but we all make this assumption that all hookers are walking down the street wearing, like, stereotypical hooker clothes. That's not necessarily true. No, you not know, anymore. You know just as well as oh, I do. Oh, the back page hookers, yeah. Right, some chick standing on the corner in, an Ohio, in a dirty Ohio State sweatshirt just as likely to be a hooker as some chick in a short skirt so like you uh put the skirt on bras don't don't lazy it up with with the hooking but they but that's the way it gets done nowadays is because you don't want to be drawing yeah, you all don't want to get jailed right you don't want to draw all that attention to yourself yeah. so 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 you do that i just don't understand like i feel like that's a little bit infringing on his rights and i'm not saying it's your right to have a hooker but it's your right to have a guest that's the america i want to live in but it's your right to have a guest and i don't understand why why he had to hide her under the bed now <laughs> why this is a huge deal is that the county pays more than $1 million to subsidize assisted living for 21 people living in this house. Okay. He's one of them. Okay. And the county's not going to want to pay a $1 million for a guy to live in there to peddle his wares and to be banging out hookers. Nobody wants that. Nobody wants that. Dude, I got to tell you, at 70? Now, I know there's Viagra and Seattle right. and all that stuff, right. but at 70, you're still like, I can get this done or even want to? Yeah, I would ex- I would assume by 70 I'm just going to be exhausted. And I'm like, dude, I don't, I don't want to bother orgasm. Man. One of my favorite comedians ever, Greg Giraldo, said when he got old, he was like, thank God. Thank God. I'm no longer a- like a victim of my own penis. Like, finally, that thing has shut the hell up and doesn't control every decision I make. And, I, dude, I got to agree a little bit. I mean, it's kind of, like, nice. Like, dude, so I'm hoping at 70, I'm just kind of like, I don't care, dude. Just turn on the nature channel. Let me fall asleep by three. Yeah, there's a reason why, like, <laughs> Father Time. There's a reason why Father Time takes your boners away. You know what I mean? When you're 70 years old, you're not supposed to be sitting there furiously masturbating to Phoenix Marie videos anymore. You should have you should have moved on with your life at that point. But, honestly, this gives me a little bit of hope. Uh, yeah, a little bit of like something, <laughs> something to look forward to in the future because honestly, if there's ever been a time to be a drug dealing philanderer, you know, it, it, the, the 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 nursing home is the time to do it. Essentially, you have all of the all of the you know experiences of your life, and you know how to how to do these things. But you're kind of like back in a high school situation where it's a bunch of your peers, it's a bunch of your friends, and you guys are all in the same building all the time together, dude. Honestly, dude, drug dealing, pimping, all that stuff might be the thing to do when you uh, when you retire. Now, just remember, I think you're simplifying it. Pimping ain't easy. Oh, you got to oh, remember oh. that. You got to stay on that. Especially with Gertrude.
Oh my god! I was gonna. That's the other thing. I mean, having a, having an erection at seventy is one thing. Finding a place that you want to put it at seventy. Good luck doing that. That that's where the hooker comes in. That's exactly where that came in. Notice, I'm sure there were plenty of women living in the assisted living facility, and he was like, "Hell no, dude! I got money." I think it'll be fun, dude. I think it'll be a good time in the assisted living committee. I mean, it's just dominoes and sex, right? Right, just banging it out. They're giving you free drugs all the time, dude. You chop those things up, snort those. It's going to be fun. If you think about it, it's pretty much kindergarten with sex. So at the end of the day, it doesn't sound that bad. Everyone's pooping their pants, dude. You're eating, you're you're having oatmeal for breakfast. It's going to be a good time. Dude, I don't know if I like that. Dude, the selling point is that my breakfast is as mushy as what's in my (laughs) pants. That's the selling point. I don't know about that one. I don't know. All right, let's send you to see Dead and Company out of Blossom. Speaking of octogenarians. Speaking of people that can't stop cramping in their pants. You want to go see Dead and Company, June 28th, Blossom. Be caller 20 at 1-800-243-7625. Aside from that, we'll be right back to do uh, New Tour Tuesday, brought to you by the Hard Rock Roxino. Next, hang on. Tuesday. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show on Rock 106.9. Before moving forward, Jen writes in and says, Sansbury, will you please tell Fantone that he's so funny? He makes me almost pee myself every day. He's like, talking about the boners and masturbating, I just choked on my coffee, she says. Better than choking on something else. Jesus! Jeez. Somebody's trying to give you some credit. Uh, Jen, thank you very much. I'm glad you're a fan, and hopefully you can uh, you can start to transfer some of these haters. Because not everybody is on Team Fantone, Jen. No. It's an no. exclusive group. You, my girlfriend, my mom, that's it. Small. Notice? Everybody's got a vagina. We are going to start New Tour Tuesday. Yeah. And Fantone found this artist yesterday. Neither one has ever heard it. He looked at me yesterday across the board. He goes, dude, have you ever heard of a rapper named Boogie with the Hoodie? And I said, No. <laughs> that doesn't sound like anybody anybody should have ever heard of. And he said, "Well, I guarantee you, our our like music download service that our company uses doesn't have them. We'll just he's like, I'll grab this from YouTube and we'll play it." I said, "Okay, fine." But then I looked at our company's like download service. Sure enough, we have a radio edit. The song is called "We're Gonna Play You My Hit." It's an edit. You know what the song is meant to be saying? Man. Okay, Boogie. I haven't heard this, so I have no idea. I don't know if you skipped a, a, a class. Not, okay, no, no. This is all new stuff here. I was surprised you didn't go home and like download the whole album and listen to it because we both just couldn't get over his name, Boogie, with the hoodie. In my bag now. In my bag now. What did that guy just say? What? 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 What did that even? What was that? I, <laughs> you're asking me as if I'm gonna know. In my bag now, in my bag now. Is he back now? Is he back now? Okay, all right. Is he, is he back? Stansberry, he's he's essentially our urban dictionary. Over is there. The, yeah, absolutely. Well, I found a video. So I'm going to get this posted at WRQK.com so people can see it. Okay. In my bag now, in my bag now. In my bag now. <laughs> I mean, I know rock music isn't the best about that. There's so many songs I like, and I have no idea what they're saying. Oh, God, since the beginning of time, yeah. But, uh, blah, 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 what? I brought the back out, and they sat down. I got things I never had now. I can brag now. Got my things girl he's a had. bag now. She can brag now. Got my girl a broken bag now. She a bride now. Now 
sitting in a club in a different bag. All right, hold on one second. Yeah. Dude, rappers need to get over themselves. Buying your girlfriend a three hundred dollar bag is standard. Like, dude, that's a, dude. Welcome to Christmas, dick. Like, Shh, do not tell my girlfriend you're that. Not, well, shut up, Stance. You're not special. <laughs> I mean, dude, that's what you do at Christmas. You're not special, dude. You're not. The beat's kind of dope, but like the vocal effect on him makes him sound awful. Like his voice is just annoying. Well, they sound they they always sound really young. Now maybe he is. He could be like nineteen or whatever. But I'm going to assume that Boogie with the hoodie isn't uh, the the most mature person. Not thirty. Face not thirty. Planet. Videos online for you. WRQK.com right now. They don't want it. Yeah, I came up from the mud and my baby know that. Introduced her to my plugs. Now she thinks she all that. When I first hit her up, no, she never rolled back. Then I saw her at the club, so I got up on that. Now every time they play this song, she say this is my hit. See the flick on my wrist. Well, of course she's telling you she likes the song. You're using the profits to buy her a Louis bag. She's going to lie and say it's good. Yeah, my girlfriend pretends to like this show all the time. Right. Dude, that She's like, oh, it's so good today, babe. You were really funny. <laughs> take me to, take me, take me to Cracker Barrel. She said, this is the beat's not the worst, though. No, it's not at all. The rapper, on the other hand. Okay, now, apparently he said during this song, Birkin bag, which, again, those are expensive. Rex tweeted this in. He says they run about 25 k like they're Jeez. they are they're a lot of money. That's a lot of money. Um, boogie boogie with the hoodie. How did he get twenty five grand? All right, he doesn't. Have he doesn't have that. He, he doesn't, doesn't have, have that money. Dude, do you mean to tell me rappers don't have everything they say they have? <laughs> I didn't know that. No, dude, don't. No, dude, dude what is what's next? Santa's not real, dick. Like what's next? No, she wouldn't. If you're no. spending twenty five grand, or twenty five thousand, or twenty five hundred, twenty five hundred, twenty five k, dude. If you are spending twenty five k on a bag, that's obscene. That is, I don't care how much money you have, that's ridiculous. Yeah, even like celebrity status, that's nuts. Like a dude, like a good Louis bag is going to cost you three grand. I'm saying, like, I'm, I'm saying, even like, even like, if you're a billionaire, I'm talking beyond celebrity money. I'm talking about Bill Gates, Warren Buffett money, dude. That's that's obscene. Twenty five thousand dollars on a purse, that's that's asinine. We're starving kids. The answer is no. 
This is all I ever wanted. You can't take it from me. Now every time they play this song, she say this. Hoogie with the buddy there. Or, wait, <laughs> boogie with the with the hoodie. I don't even know his name now. See the flick on Morris, and I know she know it's all, baby. This is my hit. Again, I'm being like people all over Twitter are blasting me over the Birkin bag thing. I know that those are a lot more money, but I the line I heard was Louis bag. Again, dude, I bought an ex girlfriend a Louis bag for Christmas, cost me twenty five hundred the one year. I mean, dude, they're a lot of money, but they're it's I mean it's not crazy. I, I, though yeah, I know. That is. Yeah, that twenty five hundred dollars on a, on, a, on a bag that's absolutely it's it, it, really? incredi- it's incredibly crazy, dude. That's 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 stupid. That's that's asinine for somebody to spend that much money. Oh. I mean, that's I mean, well, it's what they cost. I mean, uh, for twenty five hundred dollars, I mean, that's that's what you decided. Like, hey, this is what I'm going to buy somebody. That's crazy. Well, I, mean, I dude, I, you know, once upon a time in this industry, I made a lot of money. <laughs> I don't make money like that anymore. Couldn't do it now. Could never do it now. But dude, you can get into a decent bag for like a for, for like a thousand bucks. Now those Birkins are a ton of money. Like, dude, for a while there, the only rapper that was talking about those is Jay Z because he was legitimately the only guy who'd ever heard of it because he's the only one that had the money. So yeah, just jeez, man, God, people are read way too much into, into things there. This is all I ever wanted. You can't take it from me. Now every time they play this song, she say this is my hit. See the flick on Morris, and I know she knows it's Apparently, the same company has have bags of the Phantom that go for a hundred grand, a hundred thousand dollars on a purse. That's crazy. That's crazy. A lot of the uh, criticism I'm hearing online of the song, and th- this woman's right, Jennifer's absolutely right about it, is that he just keeps saying the same thing. Like, he's not even switching the verses around. Like, legitimately, he just took three and a half minutes of our time to say the same exact thing. That was a two-minute song, dude. Was it? Yeah, so... It, oh, God, you, it felt it, really long. Even even the, the the repetitiveness inside of there. I mean, oh, you God, didn't it even, felt real long. It, well, you don't have time to do the traditional, like, chorus, hook, chorus. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. You just had to go uh, it, 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 on full repeat, dude. That, that, yeah, that completely yeah, that's was... Crazy. That, that was really repetitive. Yeah, uh, uh, well, the well, can I have a vote? Uh, I'm gonna go with. It's a turd. I uh, I wanted it to be good. The beat was pretty good, and I thought like, all right, this guy Boogie with the hoodie. He's probably like one of those punchline rappers. He's probably right. gonna do something, you know. And it, it was just kind of like, um, what everyone points to as like, dude, rap music's not as good as it once was. You could point to this song, and it's a prime example of it. I would totally agree. That was a turd. It's a turd. We guess we should have known by the name. I don't do. Why would you want to be a boogie with the hoodie? I mean, that's a boogie isn't necessarily always booger related. I mean, Boogie Cousins in the NBA, you know, it's a, a somewhat common nickname. Um, but you got to be a good rapper. Uh, Boogie Cousins is the only other one I know and I've ever known, and even I wouldn't. I, I even that I was always like, why would you want that to be your nickname? But you know, whatever. I guess you don't always pick what your nicknames are. There you go. We have new Brantley Gilbert for Fantone to hate on. We'll do that next. Hang on. Hey guys, you got Stansbury here for High Voltage Indoor Karting. You can find them in Medina. They're just minutes from the square located in the old foundry building, or you can find them online at highvoltagekarting.com. That's highvoltagekartingwithak.com. High Voltage is Ohio's first, fastest, and longest indoor electric go-karting track in the state of Ohio. They have the best carts in the business. You're hitting speeds of around 50 miles per hour. And with the family looking to come into town for the holiday season, take them to do something a little bit different and a lot of fun. Check out more info at highvoltagecarting.com.
Welcome back to the Stansbury Show on Rock 106.9 in the middle of New Tour Tuesday, brought to you by the Hard Rock Roxino, Northfield Park there. Uh, we already played you Boogie with the Hoodie. My hit was the name of that song, and he's wrong, and that was not a hit. Uh, we both voted turd on that, and so did the audience. I mean, the, the amount of messaging in on that has been, well, quite a bit. I, like I said, I'm a little disappointed. I thought I was going to find a new favorite like rapper. Yeah, I was going you know, to be. I was excited, but it was a turd. Like we found once upon a time, we found Montana of 300 under a very similar system. Uh, like we thought the name was interesting, and we were like, okay, let's take a look into this. And sure enough, we got into Montana of 300. Found out he's amazing. That he's really good. And actually, dude, he plays the Agora all the time now. Uh, and I've actually met Montana a couple of times through that. Good dude. Good solid dude. Good rapper there. So we were kind of hoping we were going to have another one of those on our hands, and we did not. Boogie with the hoodie, no good. The video online, WRQK.com. Now time for everybody's favorite portion of the Stansbury Show as a whole. This is when Fantone gets up on his hill and uh, and rallies against the country music. Kick the dust up. Yeah, 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 yeah. So uh, we have new Brantley Gilbert here, okay. who you can totally throw the bro country tag around Brantley's neck. A, because of his music, but B, because of the songs that he's written for other artists that sound just like that. Dude, a lot of what you heard from early Jason Aldean that you like, very heavily influenced by Brantley Gilbert's pen there. So his new song is called The Weekend. Let's take a listen to that. Hey. Hey. Gotta do it. No matter what the form of music is, you you gotta you gotta get ready to start singing yeah, before you start, start singing. Gotta greet everybody to the track. Hey, hey, hey. Have you ever seen Brantley Gilbert? <laughs> no. Have you ever seen? Okay. <laughs> He's one of these guys that I don't understand why women think is attractive. And that if he wasn't Brantley Gilbert, and if he wasn't a singer, I think you you would never look at him twice walking past him in a store. Because honestly, Brantley Gilbert looks a little downsy. His ears kind of stick out like way far off his head, and uh, he he's always got like a big dipper in the front bottom lip to make it to her again, where it's like, Okay, well, what's that? Where'd that Where'd that come from? And he just looks very goofy. Brantley Gilbert does. Little downsy. And so I'm just a little shocked that people are like, man, that's kind of like Michael Phelps. You know, Michael Phelps looks like, dude, is that is that totally right? Like, I think that it's very much the same thing with Brantley Gilbert there. Once again, what the hell is this guy talking about? It's not only the beginning. Okay, well, I have it. Are you ready for it? Oh, do we have lyrics? Oh, yeah, I got it. All right, what's he, what's he talking about? TikTok, I'm on the clock, and I'm feeling like this job's just nine to five in my life away. Okay, well. It's not the worst there. That's actually not that bad. You know, at least he's not like a rapper just taking welfare checks. Yeah, damn right. I'm on the clock and I'm feeling like this job's just a nine to five and my life away. It's like I'm back in school and I'm in the last class and I'm passing time until the bell rang. Having visions of summertime. Wait a minute now. It's just later tonight. Wait a minute. Just Why? later tonight is summertime. Why is he adding all that drama like summertime? <laughs> Dude, just sing the song. Just sing it. Visions of summertime. Wait a minute now. It's just later tonight. 
really like bringing up memories of spring break you know what i'm saying like they're always like oh dude it's like going it's like and uh, d- d- number one i'm gonna assume a vast majority of people who listen to country music probably not college educated right they probably didn't have like that big spring break moment in their life i didn't i never went like yo i'm going down to daytona or anything like that you never went to daytona for spring no, break? no and i don't oh. think a vast majority of people did let alone brantley gilbert oh yeah i guess most people uh, yeah man dude wow i went to daytona for spring break twice it was awesome it's awesome Like Panama City, bunch of jacked up trucks and bikinis. Gotta get it. This country, is it really that bad then? I mean, what are you guys always complaining about? If it's nothing but jacked up trucks, which are expensive as hell, dude. I mean, dude, <laughs> just look at the tires on those things. You know that's expensive. And chicks and bikinis, what are you guys bitching about all the time? Why are you so pissed off at Obama all the time? If that's what country music has turned into in the past eight years, sounds pretty goddamn good to me. Just just expensive-ass cars and, and hot chicks wearing next to nothing. It sounds like rap music from the 90s. It is. It is. <laughs> the thing about Brantley Gilbert is, and I've said this before about him, it's like I think he gave the best of what he had away. I think he wrote a bunch of good songs for other people, and eventually the magic runs out of the pen, and by the time you get around to your own stuff, it's not as good. But let's be real about that. If you're looking at it from either, hey, this can be a writer song, or this can be a, a, a Brantley Gilbert song, I'm probably going to take Jason Aldean, making it more a, money, making it a mega hit. Because I, if you wrote it, right, you make the money. Right, and if Brantley Gilbert would have rec- wrote it and recorded it, maybe it'd be a hit, maybe it'd be, but like it wouldn't be Jason Aldean level of no, like, you're like, getting paid like, off Like Dirt of Road Anthem. Yeah. The Jason Aldean's big, like, huge smash breakout hit was actually written by Brantley Gilbert. And if Brantley Gilbert would have recorded that, it He nev- did, and it doesn't sound as good. Never would have been Sam anything. Hunt's another one of these. He wrote Cop Car, and his version of it sucks, but you give it to Keith Urban, and it's amazing. And yeah, he's going to make a ton of money. He sounds like he could be the singer for, like... My Darkest Days are one of those boner bands. You know what I'm saying? Oh, he could cross over. Yeah, absolutely. He could totally cross over. A lot of people really like him because he's... He doesn't sound polished, Brantley. He 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 kind of comes off super rednecky. And again, like I said, if you see him, he looks like a standard dude working a tilt a whirl. Like he doesn't look like Luke Bryan. He's not like sexy like that. He's very just like backwoods. He, I mean, dude, like I said to start it out, he looks downsy. Stands very ready to kick the dust up with Luke Bryan. Apparently, dude looks a good looking guy, right? He's a better looking guy than he is singer.
I'm talking about that wake and bake, though. I kind of like that, you know. <laughs> Brantley's big into the weed. I'm not going to complain about that one. He's, but Brantley's real big into the partying. Well, at least country music's about the good stuff. I mean, dude, he's written this song before. It was called Kick It in the Sticks. He's written this song before. Oh, is, is that what it was called? Oh, yeah. Kick It in the Sticks. And he talks about... And he talks about how like everybody's like turning country these days and kick it in the sticks about how jocks and like everybody wants to get in on this country, you know, bonfire kegger kind of thing. He talks about that. Sounds awful. There's a line coming because I've heard this song a hundred times. There's a line coming is the whole reason I wanted to play it. And when you hear it, oh, my God. Should be soon. Somebody says somebody church on Sunday. Amen. Somebody says somebody work on Monday. Don't say it again. (laughs) I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. I heard that the other day. I was like streaming the song at home. And when I heard that. Somebody say something about church on Sunday. Amen. Somebody say something about work on Monday. Don't say it again. And then he gives you the laugh, and I knew. I was like, oh, my God, Fantone's going to go crazy. He's going to go ballistic. Dude, regardless of format, I love when artists feel like they need to laugh at their own jokes within the song. Yeah, don't Eddie Murphy it. (laughs) On Sunday. Amen. Somebody say something about work on Monday. Don't say it again. David's tweeting and it says, you guys hit the nail on the head, bro. Country really is just early 90s rap music. Yeah, absolutely. I've said this a thousand times that they just borrowed that formula. That's why they're all on each other's records nowadays. That's why there's remixes of everything. That's why they release singles, not albums. They fo- they're following the hip-hop formula because that's where the money is. They're, they just figured out this is how you make money. And this is what I don't understand. The same people that are like, man, rap sucks today. We need the 90s back are the same people that are going to tell me bro country's not any good. Well, what are you talking about? It's the same exact thing. It's, it's the same exact thing. Once again, a bunch of white dudes in trucks just making money off the hard work of African Americans in this country. It's 2016, but nothing changes around here, dude. Nothing changes. That's the country I grew up in. <laughs> Make it great again, <laughs> goddammit. Is that the end of the Brantley? Yeah, right. Thank God, too. Well, give me the uh, well, give me the vote there. It's a turd. The one thing I will say about that, it, it was a turd of a song. There's no question in my mind. Um, but Brantley Gilbert, you're right, sounds different. I'm not going to say like, dude, that guy sounds good, but he sounds a little different in vocal in vocal abilities just in your normal bro country. If, singer. if you go back and listen to some of his earlier stuff, like More Than Miles, and you don't no, know I'm her good. like I do, and like that kind of stuff, like if you listen to that kind of stuff, you can understand why he got signed. You can you can hear it. He has the ability and he writes well. It's just again, like a lot of these other, like Sam Hunt dude, when he gives his song to somebody else, they make it like a smash hit where they can only get it to like about a B I mean, dude, Sam Hunt's never headlined a tour. 
there's a reason for that. <laughs> it's because he can only get the song to write about here. He can't get it to the next level the way Keith Urban was able to do with his track. I'm going to vote half a turn. <laughs> it's half a turn. I think the chorus is enough, and it's good enough to get people to listen to it, to like it, to have it be a pretty decent charting song on the radio. Not my favorite. But again, not going to get up and go turn it off if it was on in the house while I'm cleaning it up or something like that. I'm not going to skip it. I will listen through it. Not my favorite song, but I would listen through it. There's a new Brantley Gilbert. Take a break here. Come right back. Play you the new Trapped next. Hang on. New Turd Tuesday. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9, nearing the end of New Turd Tuesday. Brought to you by the Hard Rock Roxino Northfield Park there. Uh, our good buddy Dustin writes in and says, Stansbury, I'm starting to doubt you, man. You're comparing that Brantley Gilbert nonsense. To the likes of Ready to Die and The Chronic, some of the best 90s hip-hop albums. Yeah, I mean, in the sense that they're all about partying and have a good time and, you know, hooking up with chicks and that kind of stuff, pretty similar there. But I will admit that I will have a tighter grip on The Chronic and Ready to Die, those albums, more than I would any Brantley Gilbert record. I'd be like, nah, dude, let me have my Biggie. Let me have my Dr. Dre before I'd be like, eh, give me that Brantley Gilbert CD. I'll grant you that. I'll grant you that. We have New Trapped for you. The song's called It's Over. By the way, they're playing the Agora on the 19th of this month. You can still get tickets. ClevelandAgora.com is where you can grab those. Trapped's not the worst radio rock band. They're all right. Nah, they're not the best, though, either. I liked their second song that they released, like the, the that they tried to make a hit and it really wasn't Still Frame. I really like that song. I, we're not going to have Still Frame, dude. Don't even bother. Um... But Headstrong's the song everybody knows them by. The lead singer of Trapped is not a very good singer, dude. That guy, that guy's voice is. It, it, there's nothing special about that. I don't think there's anything special about his voice. I'll agree there, but I don't think he's terrible. I uh, I actually think he's not that bad. Actually, I don't think there's anything special about it. New trapped. It's over. Unfortunately, not. Another God, minute. you don't. You may. You really hate this, huh? Another another minute and a half of this. 
I have a, I must have a soft spot for this band some on some level because like I said I like Still Frame which was like a song that never really broke out big for them I mean it was on the radio but never really broke out and then a few years actually more than a few years ago now they released another song called Who's Going Home With You Tonight and I always loved that song too and it never caught traction ever Addict for the painful love. Manic depression. Yeah, rock stars take themselves way too seriously. At this point in the concert, I'm just yelling, Play Headstrong! Who's that band that's saying it's going down? Sick puppies. Sick puppies. It kind of like it kind of like sounds like that to me. Like people are writing and says it sounds like he's trying to be Jonathan Davis. I don't hear that at all. But it got. But the song itself has a little sick puppies feel to it. To me. I can hear a little Jonathan Davis influence. Yeah, I don't. I don't get that, but. Will be soon, thank God. Almost. Getting close, almost there. It's new trapped, it's over. You can catch them at the Agora on the 19th of this month. Tickets still available. Fantone, I feel like you voted enough times, but uh, will you make it official for me once? Uh, For you, yeah, I can. It's a turd. Hey, dude, there was nothing about that song that was good, dude. There was parts of it that were like, "Eh, it's okay, but there was nothing about that song that was good. I don't think you have a smash hit on your hands, but I liked it a hell of a lot more than you did. uh, As a matter of fact, I expected it to be so bad, and it wasn't, that I'm going to vote, actually, the complete opposite way and go, not a turd. Not a And again, like I said, I have a little soft spot for the band. They've had other songs that didn't really break out. Most people didn't like that. I thought I was like, yeah, you know what? That's actually pretty good. And um, yeah, I uh, actually thought that trap song not that bad. I don't love it or anything. I'm not in a hurry to listen to it again, but not a turd there for me for uh, new trapped. It's over. We have a local submission here and I want to read you the bio. Okay. Okay. The name of the band. Seven Circle Sunrise. Now, the bio is two pages long. Not going to read all of it. Not going to read all of it, okay? Guys, you don't have that much to talk about in no, you your don't. life. What are, you, what are you putting two pages together no, for? No, you don't. So I'm going to pick a couple of different, uh, let's call them chapters, okay. to read from this, from this bio of Seven Circle Sunrise. It starts, Seven Circle Sunrise is not for the faint of heart or those who want to a one-time disposable listen. This is music with a meaning created from a deeply passionate place oh and profound experiences that are sometimes hard 
heartbreaking, but lead to an uplifting resolve. I like how it's not it's not just, hey, me and my buddies, we like to smoke weed in the garage and play our instruments together and have fun. And 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 you know, Derek's wife said it's okay if we go out to the garage and make noise on Tuesday nights. It's deep and meaningful and profound. They go on to say that it rocks like an unbridled beast that just got that just got stuck in the ass with a hot poker. Okay, now I'm going to skip a paragraph and then read from here. I mean, dude, seriously, I'm skipping two paragraphs and then read you this. The Xavier is the guy's like like the lead singer, like guitars, all that stuff. It's okay. that's his first name, right? He says the very real issues that feed Xavier's music started during his youth in Maslin, Ohio, and he tells us that that's near Akron and Canton, as if nobody from Ohio is reading this. <laughs> Thanks, dude. <laughs> the product of an abusive household, Xavier and his two brothers, one older, one younger, were sent into foster care when he was eight years old. His father died when he was nine, Jeez. while his mother suffered from muscular dystrophy and couldn't care for the kids. I went from one abusive foster home. After another abusive foster home, thrown around like a rag doll, he recalls. My mother was dealt an, an S hand of cards, and my dad was abusive to her, but she stayed with him because of us kids. She would have done anything for us. She was sick, but all those years in foster homes, she did nothing but fight for us. There's the there's the bio of Seven Circle Sunrise. So we we get a little perspective as to where the angst in this record. Undone is the name of this. Do sure. I have that right? Yeah. Sure. Undone by Seven Circle Sunrise now. Jim Bale, you already sounds good. On a on a scale here, prod wise, like production value wise, you do. Sounds yes. sounds pretty good though, as far as like a local goes. I keep thinking that sounds like burying me with my guns on. Hey. Yeah, it's fair.
like that reinvented the wheel, but talented guitar player there. Yeah, it wasn't. I mean, yeah, he can play it. I wish I could remember. Oh, you know who this reminds me of? And most of you are going to go, who? But it reminds me of Earshot. Remember Earshot? Oh, yeah, yeah. How they were around for like two years. They sounded a lot like Tool. And everybody's like, dude, that new Tool record's really good. And it, was, it wasn't. It was Earshot. And they were local too, I believe. I believe they came out of this area as well. Everyone has been there with an ex, right? You're breaking up with somebody, and then two weeks later, they're like, oh, my God, my life is falling apart. It's like, bitch, I don't care. Wait, what are you doing? What are you, we broke up two weeks ago. We don't need songs for this. This is what our memes are for. They'll send that text message of like, oh, my gosh, life is so hard without you. And it's like, nobody cares. What are you crying to me for? To me, the song's all right. But it's you could throw this in, and it could be like it could be Papa Roach, it could be uh, you know Breaking Benjamin. Uh, what's that? Uh, it could be any one of those bands. Which I guess I mean I guess it means it's all right then, right? I mean, to me, it sounds like Earshot. It sounds just like Earshot to me. I think we could have played this song and said, "Hey, this is new trap," and people would have been like, like okay, "Okay, sure, yeah. whatever." So I guess that I mean that's definitely a testament to a local band to say that you yes. sound that good. That you're ready to go, yes. I mean, we've had local bands that sound like they recorded in the garage. This band is not that bad, you know. Well, I'll tell you what it, it it sounds like they need a better producer, but what I will say is it sounds like you're ready for a better producer. guys up with my buddy Noah like my buddy Noah's like dude if you want a record produced locally that's the guy and dude these guys at least sound ready for him all right Phantom give me the vote there especially from a local aspect that song uh was pretty well put together um all the artists seem like they're pretty uh pretty competent in what they do singing guitars and all that stuff so I'm gonna say not a turd I'm going to go with Not a Turd as well. I think if you released it, if that came from a national band, I'd be like, eh, it's all right. But get, again, locally, about the fact you're talking about an unsigned band, you don't expect things to be as good as that. I'm going to go with Not a Turd there on Sunday. Not a Turd! Yay. But I didn't think it was great or anything. Well, and what was I going to do? Call the guy a turd after he told us a story about his foster parents, his dad dying, his mom dying? What's I supposed to do? You know what I mean? Like, hey, here's the trials and tribulations of my life. Now review my music. Of course, well, dude, yeah, yeah, it sounds pretty good, man. I'm sorry all that stuff happened to you. <laughs> sorry foster care sucks, brother. I'm sure foster care does suck. Yeah, it does. I'm sure, I'm sure man. Sure, it's got to suck. I, you dude, I, don't mean to la- I don't mean to laugh at that. That's not funny. All right, as a guy who grew up with two loving parents who did everything in the world they could to give me a better life, I'm not laughing at that. That's, uh, you know, it's unfortunate, but... All right, that's the end of New Tour Tuesday brought to you by the Hard Rock Roxino. Aside from that, we are done for the day, right? Yeah, I think so. Sure. That, that, that's You're all, done. I'm done. That's right, I'm I just leaving. trying to make sure we don't have anything. I, I didn't forget to give anything away or anything like that. We will uh, We will join you again tomorrow morning, 6 a.m. on Rock 106.9. Have a great day. See you.